and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. I'm Emily Soderback. Travis vote. Matt Lynch, hi. We're all here. We're all doing it. We're doing it. Sticking together is what good podcasters do. Happy Sunday, you guys. It is Thank Sunday. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We're all observing oh, the Sabbath. Nice. We have our Bibles. We all have our Bibles in our laps. I have a flask. I have like cut a little flask hole into yeah, my it's Bible, really though. It's really cool what yeah. Travis We're all wearing our Sunday's best. <laughs> I have a key of cocaine in my Bible. Oh, oh boy. Key? Yeah, it's about big as a Bible. Dang, <laughs> so are you sharing? Cocaine, dude. Well, I'm not sharing. I, no, I, I'm not selling this either. I really need it for myself. I need it for, all for myself. This is, my, <laughs> this is my cocaine. This I'm is, trying this to make to it last through the all morning. Month. This has to get through Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Succession's on tonight. I'm going to need it. Somebody help me. My family's starving. I do a key of cocaine every week. <laughs> I, I can't balance my books. Co- cocaine, $25,000. Candles, $10. Groceries, $50. Help me. My family is starving. <laughs> Unbelievable. But that's Matt. He's a hardcore drug addict. Oh, God, yes. Cocaine in particular. None of that lower stuff. Only, only the- Oh, uh, no. And only, only if it's a rich man's with, with a lot of fentanyl. Wow. <laughs> the more fentanyl, the better. Yeah, more fentanyl. Just a, just, a eight, just a speedball all in one. Yeah. All in one little thing. And I don't smoke it or snort it. I just eat it. it. He puts it on a donut. It's like a powdered donut. No, I eat it. I just like like meatballs. I just like scoop it out with a spoon. <laughs> Like meatballs? Yeah. Like, like when people <laughs> try to do the cinnamon challenge? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do it the way cops do coke, where you just rub it on your gums yeah, to check, yeah. but I just Can keep you doing it. you put that. it on your wings? Yeah, like hot ones. <laughs> and every every level, like, you put more it's on like, your yeah. wings? <laughs> it's like me and Reese Witherspoon and eating someone, cocaine and wings. And someone tries to interview you the yeah. entire time. So tell, me, like really tell me about off. Big Little Lies. Um, oh, man, these ah, wings are so me, good. Let me talk about it. <laughs> let me get some more wings, please. <laughs> so, Big Little Lies. Here's, here's how it starts. Here's how it ends. I wish I could handle and drugs still. And the guy still. died. <laughs> I did. I had a second cup of coffee yesterday. Ooh. Did you almost die? <laughs> not not necessarily, but it, it was like the uh, moment, or like a for like thirty seconds, where I was like, "What is wrong with me?" Oh, because I was uh, I was with my girlfriend, and I was like one cup of coffee, I'm normal. And then I was, and then I just, and I was like, you know what? This coffee tastes good. I'm gonna pour myself another glass. Nothing weird about that, other than I've never done it in the last eight years oh or whatever. Never had a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> drink exact, and I'm drinking the second one, and all of a sudden, I'm just talking about the presidents. To my girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite president? You're wrong. It was wrong. Polk. It was Polk. Dad, why would you just say Abraham Lincoln? What's wrong with you? Come on. And I was like really loud too, and she's like, I, "What is?" You're like sweating a little so bit. So how's that coffee? We work? never saw Christy again. <laughs> yeah, she's gone. She's gone. You blew it, man. It's, it was always it. hinging on that second cup. <laughs> We've got to talk about presidents. <laughs> what are your thoughts about Rutherford B. Hayes? <laughs> now, say it now. Say it now. Martin Van Buren, go, go, <laughs> go. History's greatest monster. Martin Van Buren. Yeah. Don't let Dutch people be president. <laughs> Don't. Was, was all he did, was, president all he did was smoke reefer cigarettes. <laughs> he was eating, he was having a pipe and a pancake. He was having a bong and a blitz. <laughs> bong and a blitz. Travis. <laughs> he loved Did he I tell gold. you, my dog ate a, my dog ate a joint. Oh my God! Can I show you the picture real quick? <laughs> yes, we gotta put these on Viva. Did you tell the story on Viva? I don't know if I told it while we were filming Viva. Oh, well, maybe not because I didn't. I didn't want people to think I was a bad. Oh, now I'm doing it here though. That I was Ooh. a bad dog mom. Well, I mean, a BDM. It was an accident. It was an accident. I didn't know she was looking to get. She's <laughs> <hot as> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doinked. You gotta put that on Twitter. 
<laughs> That's classic. I that could be that could, the, the dog. She just slept it off. She was fine. The she dog fine. is unmistakably high looking. Just for the <laughs> people for the people looking. at home, <laughs> yeah. there's just no mistaking it. She was fine. She just she had to sleep literally just for the rest of the day. She was couch locked. Mm. But uh, yeah, we have indica. to we have to be careful because she just like got up on the coffee table and looked at the ashtray and ate a, like almost a full joint. It's. I mean, it's Tasty treat. probably like the best, I don't know, best best case scenario, but just the fact that the dogs will eat something that is clearly, I mean, you can't, that's not food. It's like I know, the well, dogs she's are like, just she'll like, she'll go out into and my she'll, stomach she'll like goes. eat worms and like eat rocks and like yeah, garbage and stuff. Rocks. There's my, nothing. Lily won't do that. She doesn't eat weird shit. She will eat stuff off the ground, but only if it's food. Oh, Louise will eat whatever. Trash, paper. Yeah. <laughs> Lily likes to shred marijuana. Like if I get up and go to the bathroom and there's a napkin or something within reach of her, I come out of the bathroom It'll and she shredded shred the napkin. Yeah, for sure. I respect that. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to go hard. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she, you guys make sure all your weed is safely put away. But, you know, if they get a little bit, just let them sleep. We can't have our animals being that high. No, I feel bad. For God's sakes. But she was just sleeping. She was, she was fine. I'm a good dog owner. I Do you swear. ever like take a take a big toke and then blow it into the dog's no ears? Way. That's Nick? what stoners used to no, do when I was younger. Uh, I I cover her with a blanket sometimes when we're smoking. Oh, and then you you hot box the and blanket. Then I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I blow it away away out of her precious little ears. Because it's just fascinating to think about what would be going on in a cat or a dog's head if they're high. Because like, if you if I their smoke, receptors if I smoke are like marijuana. way more like vulnerable, so they get like really. <laughs> apparently, I did a lot of internet research when this happened. Oh. They get like really high, but also some people were like, it actually like doesn't count unless the weed, the THC was like car- carbureted from like. So it's like if they ate an edible or something, it would actually get them high. And some people are like, if they eat weed, they won't even get Sorry, high. that dog is clearly stoned. No, and I'm no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like she was half, it's like I caught her. So she was also doing her guilty face. But then also she's clearly, she's a little high. She's a little high. That, her ears no, are literally like all the way behind her head. Sometimes I give Lily <laughs> like CBD high. oil. You know? Oh yeah, I've given I've given her out CBD. and it, it works pretty it works pretty good. Yeah. But I, I was like and sleepy. I don't I haven't smoked weed in like almost a decade. I don't partake any longer, but I did mm. try like a, like a human sized dose of her CBD oil just to see like well, if CBD it had doesn't any get you high because there's some THC. No, I know. I just wanted relaxes. to see what it would do yeah. for me, and it, it totally worked. Yeah, you're like all chilled out. I was like, all right, it's time to watch Top Gun for the eighth time. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because that's like more of like a fi- like a muscle physical like just chill out vibe. So CBD is fine. CBD's got to be fine. I don't know. The times that I've seen people, because when I was in my early 20s, you'd have uh, neighbors or whoever who had cats, and they would just blow smoke into the cat's ears. And the cats did look like they got high. It didn't look like they were being tormented by it. They just just, like focused. They'd just be like, just staring. And then, no. and then the, and then the, the stoner would be high. like, the Don't cat is so fucking high. I remember, too, at, like, punk houses and shit, like, when I was younger, people would, like, blow weed smoke into, like, dogs' ears or, like, cat. And that's, that's like, so abusive to, like, think about it's now. It's bad enough that they were punks. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone was so dirty. So adhere to the status quo, Everyone people. was so suddenly, dirty. Suddenly their dog is out front of the Denny's begging for cigarettes. <laughs> 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 but they still have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> just like a crust punk. Just like Those one. Fucking crust just punks. Like Imagine one. if dogs were crust punks. Yep. I've seen them. Mm. Crust punk. Got any dogs. treats? Hey, man. 
Come on, hey, man. man. Any treats? Hey, man, you got any treats? No, I'm, sorry, I don't I'm have any treats. Sleep Get lost, the, motherfucker. I'm just going to sleep on the floor of your kitchen for a couple nights. Is that all right? <laughs> Fucking sellout. We'll open the, the oven so that I can get some heat in here. Hey, tech bro, you got any treats? <laughs> you got any got any begging strips? Just getting a stick and poke tattoo from a dog. Yeah. Pay, paying it in treats. Paying for it in cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes and beef jerky. Milk bones. Well, speaking of uh, shitty tattoos and dog treats. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah? Yeah. What are we doing today? Well, we are going to uh, try to answer the age-old question. Uh, is Ewan McGregor bad? <laughs> we're, we're doing three Ewan McGregor movies, and I wasn't looking forward to any of these when we were on the list. Rightly they so. Are, they are all... All of them are not good. Dude, Ewan McGregor up in our puts wheelhouse. the ew in Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he does. He puts the <laughs> Ewan ew McCracken. in Ewan McGregor. Ewan McCracken, and I just never, it's like a person that I don't think about all that often. You're like, <clears throat> Ewan McGregor, he's a pretty big star. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, whatever. He seems like he's fine at that. I don't know. Uh, he's in train spotting. He's been around forever. He's really famous. He's probably good, right? And we watched these three movies, and I was like, is Ewan McGregor? I feel like these might just Does be bad. suck? I think these might be just bad roles. But I think he's, he's, so he's material-dependent. Yeah, certainly material, so. certainly material dependent, but he's because I like he him. He also and stuff. like wasn't that hot in any of these, and I That's view him in my brain thing. as like a gorgeous <laughs> man, especially in Deception, where he's just a straight up herb. He's just <laughs> herb, excuse me. It's herb. <laughs> no, but he <laughs> no, says it. Herb, excuse uh, me. You're not gonna fall for the old banana in the tailpipe. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny to me. Just, it's <laughs> like he, in my brain, he's always like, oh yeah, Ewan McGregor is like a gorgeous guy, right? And then I look at these, and I was like. Have I gaslit myself into thinking that Ewan McGregor is no? But he is hot. He is she in Train Spotting. He be. was hot, and then later when he like has a beard and he's on his motorcycle when he does this motorcycle documentary, yeah. he was kind of hot. Birds of Prey. He's pretty good. I liked him in that. I don't even remember him in Birds of Prey. He's funny in that. So maybe it's when he has to do an ac- a non Scottish accent. I think he just really disappears into shitty roles. And doesn't make him better. He just literally he is, loses no. himself into he is the genuinely, of the genuinely bad in two of these, and then just like regular, just regular bad in another well, one. Well, there's, though. Th- I mean, if 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 I'm if I'm on the same wavelength as you about that, the one that he's like just straight up regular bad in, the movie is so inscrutable that it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, all right, well, we're going to be having all kinds of disparities of opinions, but all on the bottom rung here. It's yeah. going to be interesting because well, anyway. I think we all have different picks for the worst one. Yeah, this is the kind so. of this is the kind of episode this one is where we're like, which one do you think is the worst? Because they're all bad. They're so all what's bad. the point of saying one of the which which one's the best? <clears throat> but either way, what's the episode called? Well, it's uh, the episode today. We're going to be talking about, uh, and I think we should do these in reverse chronological order. Oh. By the way, because I would like the to most end. interesting one. For I the would end. like to end with the most interesting one. I like that. The most interesting one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's 2008's Deception. Yeah. 2005's Stay. Mm. And 1999. 1999. Eye of the Beholder, and it's called You and the Horse You Rode In On. Yeah. So I was trying let to come up sink with, in, I was trying say. to come up with some other title. Like, that, that's a good title. I was trying to come you up with one You and me and everyone we know. You, me and, you and me and Dupree. Something that factored you in the fact that, that he is, that he sucks in all three of these, yeah. too. Like, you, you I, I don't suck. know. But with you and the horse, you can't, we can't do better than you and the horse. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Um, but boy, puts the you and you indeed. Mm. And, mm. and also, like, 
Did you read your scripts, dude? Uh, maybe he's just one of those guys that just likes to work. He's like a shark or something what like that. If you, I'm not what about dude. Eureka? Eureka. Oh, like Reek? Yeah. Like you, Reek. Uh, like you, Reek. E-W hyphen Reeka. It's worth thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit. It's a bit sweaty. That's what I was aiming for. Something that encapsulated both of those things. But you know, we we already got the you and the horse. Yeah, that's good. And I you like and the horse. You, you, when you say like you and the horse, you rode in on. That's when you're kind of giving a person the hi hat, anyways. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, <coughs> we can stick with it. This movie's one of these. At least one of these movies could have used some Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Obi, <laughs> so uncivilized. Uh, He's not having no booba. You and Mar- <laughs> I love Jar Jar. Oh my Jar. god! Big Jar Jar fan. Big Jar. You and McGregor, big, untalented big and unattractive. <laughs> here's the t- here's the title: You and McGregor: colon, Untalented and unattractive. Yeah, Damn. it's it's sensationalistic. He'll be fine. He's, He's probably fine. rich. He's fine. He probably looks good right this second. He do, he he left his he left his hot wife for a younger, hotter woman. Good for him. <laughs> good job. Like you do. All Scotch people do it. Every single one of them. Ewan McGregor Daly. All right. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm just trying to see if he's still hot. <clears throat> and I can't. I don't understand it. <laughs> he's I just, don't know. He's like the horribly ugly now. Let's get a conclusive answer on whether oh Ewan God. McGregor is still hot. Well, he's not right now. Oh, no. He has a mustache and it's, he's not working it. Well, ooh. speaking of not working it. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say hot, but uh, he looks nice. He looks nice. It's that hat. He looks very Scottish. He looks like he looks like Ewan McGregor is cosplaying as Ted Lasso. Bring back hot Ewan McGregor. <laughs> sign, sign my uh, sign my TED talk. My change another t-shirt. Petition. Uh, all right, so let's start 28, with 2008's Deception. Sorry if I scared you. Oh, you're Wyatt, right? Yeah. So you like this work? Or? It's all right, I guess. If you like working with numbers. Do you like being a lawyer? Yeah, it's all right, I guess, if you like working with asses. You have the day off tomorrow? Is she looking at me? Listen, you don't think women have the same urges? Successful women? And? Well, let's just say there's a way that uh, it can be taken care of. Hello? Are you free tonight? I am free, but... Could you be at the Dillon in one hour? Are you waiting for me? Yes, I think so. When you're on the list... The rules are simple. No rough stuff and no names. You know, when it's so good, you'd rather die than stop. Sounds like you've been enjoying yourself. Yeah, I met this girl last night, and I broke all the rules. So not my life. I'm not sure I believe you. Detective, you've got to find her. A woman whose name you don't know. All I know about her is her first name starts with an S. Yeah. Oh, by movie, Marcel Langenegger. A movie you could really sit down and watch. Yeah, we're going to have to be looking up every director, of, this guy, the director this, of each one of these movies. This person only directed Actually, this. no, the, the director of Stay is, an, uh, is a known entity. Oh, uh, this guy didn't do anything else. His I looked. I mean, well, he tried a couple of times, but I looked at his Wikipedia and like he's tried to make other movies, but every time he's gotten close, like the financing is falling through at the last minute and stuff. This one almost didn't get made. The syn- okay, the, I, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> read it, but I'll, I'll give an abridged version. But the synopsis um, of Mark Langenegger's life um, mm-hmm. made me. I found I found amusing in a tragic sort of way mm-hmm. because it's just it's just like he he went to college. 
He he only made this, and he he only directed this movie, and he produced some other movie. That's all he did. Other than that, he was like in college and working at some like produ- production design company or something. He worked for but propaganda like, for a he while. He got he he was taken under. He signed a contract with one film company. That film company went out of business shortly thereafter when the person was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Then he tried to get funding for another project, and then that fell through. Then he made uh, Deception. And he and he was only able to shoot Hugh Jackman's stuff over the course of like one week because he was Hugh Jackman was making Australia. Then he didn't make any other movies. Then he died. Yeah. Why did he die? It doesn't say. I think he died from lack of being able to make movies. <laughs> but it's just like pure sharks gr- can't it's stop pure moving. grinding futility, and then he dies. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh, he died. Uh, no cause of death has no been exposed. That's yeah. a mystery because he was only forty-eight years Probably old. Probably sucked into an airplane engine. Oh, he died on Something my friend like birthday. Well, that that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the place he was born in Switzerland. Interesting. Oh, that's good. So I wonder if he knew he was going to die. <laughs> Why am I trying to crack the case of his <laughs> of his mysterious somebody death? Somebody, somebody call Tom Hanks. Sounded I like, smell a Da Vinci Code sequel. <laughs> sounded like he knew he was going to die if he went back to the small town in Switzerland where he was born. <laughs> Anyways, that would be more interesting probably than a lot of these movies. Everybody, everybody, let's let's name the date and we can all celebrate Mark Langenegger Day uh, on the appropriate time. The day of his death or the day of his birth? That's a good question. Do we? Are we same exact time? Let's do day. both. Like, he went like back with in Jesus. time and died on the day he was born. Whoa. He Ooh. looped himself. This movie was so boring that he actually traveled back in time. You guys, this was my favorite one. Congratulations. <laughs> Strap yourselves in for this uh, scintillating. Uh, sexual thriller. I mean, they weren't good. None. I mean, it was my favorite of the baddies. But For, there's so much fucking in this movie. And yeah. It is, and yet it is the most incredibly boring movie you it's can imagine. It's so f- weird. The weird thing about all three of these too is that they're they all have pretty amazing casts. Like uh, they're they're all like I had only heard of one of them. Uh, I think I vaguely I vaguely remembered Stay, but they're all kind of like nothing movies. Yeah, that didn't get, no nobody liked, didn't nobody saw, and then you and then like Deception has Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Michelle Hugh Williams, Jack- Michelle Williams, yeah. for God's sake, Maggie Q shows up in it. Maggie, Maggie Q, Q. Paz de la Huerta, Natasha Henstridge, <laughs> Natasha Henstridge, Paz de la Huerta, is Paz de la Huerta even in it or is she, she just is, like a, she's, she's one of those she's one like of the girls girl. he bangs. She doesn't have a speaking role. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. say anything, and right? she doesn't get naked either. Maggie Q turns up. In it, um, Maggie Q. Yeah, uh, one Natasha. of the one of the old rich dudes in it is Dante Spinotti, <laughs> the okay. cinematographer. Oh, who I think okay. may have shot this. I'm not sure. But uh, any case, Natasha Anstridge with the ultimate, like one of the most thankless roles you'll ever yep. see for a, for a named actor. <laughs> gets gets uh, has sex with Hugh McGregor, winds up dead. She's like, "Hi, it's me. Here's my here's me in my underwear. Here's me with my throat cut. Goodbye." Yeah, God damn. unceremoniously, victim. <laughs> Uh, but boy, these all all of these movies wildly inauspicious. Uh, so Ewan McCracken is an accountant. He's a nerd. He's a total. He's a dork. fucking nerd. He's a nerd. Total and, he, dork. and he works. Two, two out of three of these movies, English uh, American accent. Ewan McGregor, yeah. not good. And he's like an auditor, so he like doesn't work for the company at the pl- or he doesn't work in the building yeah. like he the place hired, he works. He gets, he gets hired. hired for like. Big contracts, firms. but yeah. I like numbers. I'm an accountant guy, and I like doing That's numbers. That's literally how he talks. Yeah. So, they're like, do an accountant accent, <laughs> do a nerdy accountant accent. As I pointed out, Ewan McGregor when he does uh, does an American accent reminds me of that part in Beverly Hills Cop mm. when Eddie Mur- <laughs> when Eddie Murphy goes, <laughs> "You're not gonna fall for the open ad in the tailpipe." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Eddie Murphy's impression of a white guy uh, voice. 
Is what Ewan so, McGregor sounds like, except with slight t- t- with slight Scottish accents <laughs> popping up. So he's working late one day, and he meets Hugh well, Jackman. his job is that he comes in to, like, to audit different companies. Yeah. So he's working in the middle of the night in this empty conference room. Hugh Jackman walks in, and they kind of start talking, and then- Losing charisma. Yeah. And, and then, then, they, then they blow a J Hugh's in like, the conference room. <laughs> he's like, you know what'll help you- would help you focus, and then he like pulls out a joint, and it's like, hey, no. we started talking about weed, and we we're back. <laughs> a- ask my dog; it'll <laughs> not help you focus. And they my get, dog get high, which, up one of these which I thought it, I thought it was kind of a cute scene. Mm. Them like pout, them like laughing and broing down together. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was really funny that that like is this like sort of dissolve montage of them hanging out and smoking this joint and then talking to each other and like laughing and it seems like they're hanging out for a really long time and broing it up and then Hugh Jackman is like you've been talking for 37 minutes yeah. like they've only been there for a little while <laughs> that must be some really powerful weed it, it, it's like not the best thing in the world but it might be the most like <laughs> the most kind of charming thing yeah, that happens in the entire true. movie they look like they were legitimately like having a good time yeah. well then yeah, they, they, they are become laughing buddies. so hard they start playing tennis together yeah, it is. It's one of those uh, things where a person is drawn under the uh, under the wing of a charismatic figure, but like you yeah. immediately know, like oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, he's a con artist. There's a, there's a part really early on where you see Hugh Jackman in the off in the office setting, and he's like bullshitting with somebody yeah. in the background, going, ah, and then he comes over, and then uh, and, and then he, Ewan McGregor is like leaving with him, and then at one point he like asks, like, uh, do you know where this guy is? And she goes, who? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, so he doesn't work there. He's conning him for. We'll just find out what the con is. Yeah, but like some secretary, he asks, he asks after him, and some secretary goes, "Who? I don't know who you're talking about." Yeah, so yeah, like, but then okay. we we see him like because he's so charismatic apparently that he is establishing himself with a bunch of different people so that you and McGregor and I guess the audience, if they think haven't seen a movie before this time <clears throat> I didn't get tricked. I knew wow. he was going to be a con yeah. artist from the start. The ultimate. The yeah. ultimate damnation the of this movie. Damnation. And, you know, Hugh That's Jackman's why you like this one the most. Because probably because it didn't get me. Because yeah. Hugh Jackman is supposed to be this cool lawyer. He's hot. He's rich. He goes, he plays tennis. He knows he's all these beautiful women. He's three feet taller than Ewan McGregor. Three feet taller than Ewan. And he's showing Ewan McGregor the life that he could leave, lead if he was cool. If he was not such a herb all the time. If he was not such a piece of shit. This is this is the other like it's it's weird how like the movie t- makes short stabs at being interesting and then like leaves it leaves it behind. But uh, I like, what happens is they switch phones by accident. Yeah, but like before that, he, like Hugh Jackman starts setting up the con, and you know this right. is what ha- what's happening. But he's going like, how many people have you? Like, Two guys. Hugh Jackman does a better American accent, but. Like both the, <laughs> Hugh Jackman's like, how many chicks have you slept with? And Ewan McGregor pulls out a calculator, and the receipt tape is. Bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> I think like, it's about four. I think it's about four. Also, why don't <laughs> why don't people just let people have like their own accents? These guys are both not from the United States, but it's not like anyone in the United States doesn't have an accent. There's no way I would watch a movie with a guy with a Scottish accent. Nope, no not chance. A, not a chance. Turn it off immediately. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. I don't are care joking. for it. I have to be watching the movie, he goes, "Ah, turn the yeah. TV off." It's okay. like no, nah, no way. I like, turn the if, TV off. If I don't Tom, even change if the Tom Cruise used his actual Scottish accent, I would. I Tom would not Cruise watch. does not have a Scottish accent. Is that what you thick, think? It's a thick. Why world. do you think he's such a big star? Because he doesn't do the accent. No, he mm-hmm. doesn't have a Scottish Why accent. Why do you think he's so interviews with him? Whatever you say. He's from the Stop Highlands. Stop gaslighting me. Google it. Uh, it was April Fool's yesterday, Matt. Google it. He's from the highest Google part it. of the Highlands. Google it. He could barely breathe. Google it. Not googling it. Google it. Sound like my dad. Do it. Do it. Google it. Google it. 
Goo it. Goo it. Goo it. I'm, I'm going to send you to the Coors Light chill zone if you don't fucking calm down. Oh, no. They don't do anything in the chill zone. They, it's they the fight. penalty box. They, if they fight on the ice, I'm you in get, the put, penalty in the, box you get right put in now. the Coors Light chill zone. Goo it. We found out last night that the, at the Seattle Kraken game, if the, someone gets put in the penalty box, it is the Coor, it is the Coors Light chill zone. That they're put it's so funny because they're so mad and there's just a big Coors Light ad behind them. Awesome. <laughs> Very fucking cool. I do I do need to be reminded of Coors Light because if I if I I'm not, I forget about it. Really? And that, so yeah, I'm like as go a, in there as a connoisseur of the shittiest, cheapest beers yeah. ever. I like Coors Light to drink sometimes, and Bud Light, and Rainier, and PBR. I'm so. sending the makers of this movie to the Coors Light chill. Zone. Oh no, man. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah. All right, so they swap cell phones. They're sitting outside. Uh, but they have, they have a conversation like where Hugh Jackman's setting oh, yeah, it up, yeah. where he goes like, "How many, how many people have you had sex with? How many ladies have you had sex like, with?" Oh, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Three or four? And he goes, "So four, then, right?" No, he's like, "Every man knows." Every man knows. And, and he's then, like, "Okay, and then four. You and, and, then and then he's then like, you, "How many have you?" He's like, oh, I don't fucking know. Too many to count. And he goes, you said every man knows. And he goes, every, every man like you. like you. Ooh. Like you win. He's constantly, he's one of those con artists who's constantly saying stuff like. He's um, negging him. Yes, but he's constantly saying stuff like, what do you do with you? Like, you might as well be dead. And you're like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> you might as well be dead, buddy. And you see Ewan McGregor, he's such a loser in his, in his like, nice apartment. Like, he's just laying around, not yeah. doing anything. Like, oh, God, I wish no, I could be No, it's not a nice ladies. apartment because it has that gross ass leak that is molding on the, t- on the, Wall leaky pipe very important. Very important. He Why asked do we the keep landlord. Seeing this leaky pipe? He, we keep seeing it. He asked the landlord to fix it. It's it's some fucking dark water shit. The super up on the wall. Yes. Uh, all right. So so we know that he's he's pre- he's preying on his sexual insecurity and he's he's swaggering. I'd be extremely vulnerable to this. This too. is also where we find out. This is the movie where they're where they're like I mean, seedy, where like the plot points. Like, it'd be fun to run into some rich like crazy charismatic adventurous person and them just like pay for everything for you and like you have a night where you could pretend that you're yeah 100% super like come rich. to the sex club yeah want to have sex the with list. super hot ladies the list yeah we're going to play tennis and I'll find out what kind of tennis racket you have and then that'll become an extremely oh, important God. plot point cuz yeah. Ewan McGregor this this becomes very important and you know it will cuz why else would anybody be saying this what kind of uh, what kind of racket is that what kind of uh, tines or whatever. I thought he was just poking. Well, this part I, I didn't know it was going to be important. I just thought he was part, like making part, fun of him. No, it's being part Kevlar. 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 I thought okay. he was going to just, you know, making fun of him for having an old racket and another one of those things that makes him a fucking nerd. Okay, so that so that part worked, but that it, but that also comes me. back because like, every little the, the the pipe, the the racket, all this stuff like comes back. Um, but at this point, they switch their phones. It's obviously accidentally, ac- supposedly accidentally. Right. And then Hugh Jackman's like, "Oh, I've got to go to. Uh, I've got to go to Australia. I'm going to Australia. No, he goes to London. And he's like, and I don't know how long I'm going to be there. Basically, until this con takes takes form. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did I say a con? Never mind. No con. I'm just. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm at uh, convention. Conven- I'm, I'm convention. F- I'm a furry. Wait for the convention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brony. A furry convention. Um, <laughs> this is a weeks-long brony convention. He's a, he's a jet setter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, then one day, Yul McCracken gets a gets a phone call from a sexy-sounding lady who's like, "Are you free tonight?" And he decides to pretend to be Hugh Jackman. He's like, uh, do, who, "Who do you think who, you're talking think to? You're talking I'm to? not that guy." Well, I don't care. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have no time to hear anything. So he, he goes to the he like arranges a meeting at this fancy hotel. 
And Natasha Henstridge shows up. Henstridge. And he's like, uh, so the guy that you that you called is not, oh, is God, not me. Oh, God, that's so annoying. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not Hugh Jackman. I'm Ewan McCracken. <laughs> and she's like, are you saying that, what are you saying? Like That you don't find me attractive? That you don't find don't me attractive? Don't you want to go fuck? And it's like, oh, no, no, I still want to bang you out, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I didn't want to be deceptive or weird about it. He didn't I want don't want there to be any deception. I wasn't trying to be like a fuscatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I do numbers. I like numbers and odds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are the odds of you being a hot lady who wants to bone down with old Ewan McCracken here? I called a sex line one time and ended up giving her tax. I hate yeah. that this is the Ewan McCracken voice. Well, strap in. Oh boy, <laughs> two and a half more hours. You, you did this to yourself. <laughs> I know. This is all your fault. I know I did. Uh, but yes, he ends up boning down with Nata- uh, Natasha Henstridge. And this is very uh, PG-13, like where they're, like it's, there's a lot of, it's like, fairly sexy, but thrusting. there's clothes thrusting. There's no nudity. And so you're kind of like, I know what kind of sexuality this movie's going to have. Uh, but <clears throat> but then the movie kind of surprises you, um, or at least it kind of surprised me to a certain extent. Where like this this turns out to be a part of a whole it's like, like a anonymous sex club yes. sort of system where everybody has their numbers. There's rules to it. It's not Natasha Henstridge that teaches him the rules. It is Michelle Williams, Charlotte right? motherfucking Charlotte Rampling. Rampling. Oh Charlotte yeah, Rampling. I forgot about the Charlotte Rampling. She's part. his second like she. She's calls like, do him, you you want to like have sex with an older lady? He's like, yeah, I guess that, that's. Is it Charlotte right. Rampling? Yeah. I mean, okay. she looks great. She's, <laughs> she's literally like sixty two years old. She in this. keeps popping yeah. up in movies that we do too. She is the belle of Wall Street. Yeah, he sees out. he sees the cover of Forbes after they have sex, and it's it says it's got her on the cover of it says the belle of Wall Street. <laughs> you know, I uh, I had sex with the belle of Wall Street the other day. But I can't. Can talk I get about a free it. copy of Forbes then? <laughs> Buddy, are you gonna <laughs> I had sex with a lady. Can I have this magazine? <laughs> yeah, sure. Buddy, are you going to read that or are you going to buy it? <laughs> uh, I was hoping to get a free copy because, you know, I, I had sex with her. Thanks, thanks Ben Stanciano. <laughs> thanks, Ben Stanciano. <laughs> Cliff jumper, rock eater. <laughs> Bear baiter, glass eater. Uh, all right. So... Uh, <laughs> okay. This is uh, Charlotte Rampling. Right, basi- right. It's basically like... <laughs> Charlotte Rampling kind of is the first person to pick up on it, and she's like, "You don't, you're not, you're pretty new to this, and so you like need you to know the nice rules." Like you have a nice suit, but that's about it. It's because Hugh Jackman gave McGregor. it. There are two. There's only one rule to Sex Club. <clears throat> the first rule to Sex Club: you don't tell anyone about Sex Club. But it's a club, and so on. Uh, but no, are they like dues? Do I have to pay dues? She starts saying words like, "You're the initiator," and "Who's your sponsor?" and this and that, and then she says the rules: no business talk, no names. It's intimacy without intricacy. Yeah. And Charlotte Rampling likes to likes to do this, of course, because she's a busy woman. She's the belle of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and uh, Charlotte Rampling's in it for four minutes, um, yeah. and you're like, "Well, Charlotte Rampling is in it, and she's yeah. hot, uh, so that's fun." And, and so uh, these people aren't like paying, but then for but, sex, they're just like yeah, exchanging just sex anonymously. Yeah. But of course, it's a movie, so everybody is fucking hot. Yes. It's it's you Natasha have Henstridge. To be hot to be on the list. Paz de la Huerta. Yeah, you probably Charlotte do have. You probably if you have to be like vetted to get on the list. I don't think they're gonna let any uglies on. Yeah, I guess so. But it's, it's no all seems me. so anonymous. So I don't know who's doing this screening. Um, but I guess there are uh, sponsors, and so maybe yeah. the sponsors I'm, would be the someone ones. Someone had who are to like, have this organized person's, uh, this the person's, list. Uh, yeah. No, this person's. Uh, what's a <laughs> what's a fashionable term for ugly people these days? I guess there's none. Yeah. Ugly. Ho- homely. <laughs> This person's homely. That's a no-go. Handsome. Yeah. I'm always like, that's a handsome woman. A handsome woman. (laughs) Yeah, but if you're a handsome guy, then you're handsome. Yeah, it's It's different, though. It's true. Equality. Uh, But at this point, we get a montage of of Ewan McGregor just 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 a fuck fuck fest. And honestly, 
pretty graphic. And you don't There's see a lot dick. of nudity. No dick. Apparently he's got a really big dick. So yeah. how do we always know that? Just it's always been the rumor that Ewan McCracken has a really big dick. He's You've always, seen it in movies. He's always I mean, sending me dick pics. It's, it's in, in a bunch of other movies. He's got a yes, nice dick. Yes, he's he shows his dick in several movies. You the Pillow Book, McGregor's I think most probably. He's got a Michael Fassbender, you know, book. ringer. If you want to just really get a good look at Ewan McCracken's penis. penis, there's the movie called The Pillow Book, and the, oh, yeah. and he's butt naked. And there's a lady like painting his body and stuff, and you like, you get a good look. She's like look twenty at feet it. away from him. I got it. It's right here. I don't need to watch the movie. Very good. Oh yeah, that's good. Are you looking at see? Ewan McGregor's? I'm penis? literally looking at Ewan McGregor's penis right now. While Let me I watch see this. it. It's for. It's, it's for research. It's for research. Whoa! Holy shit! I told you. You want to see it? I've Matt? seen it. See I've it seen it. <laughs> oh, it's too late. I've seen. No, it. it's too, it's too late. I've seen everything. What is, is this from? That movie you're talking about, or is this just him? I don't know what the hell that was. I didn't Listeners, that. imagine if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Three adults. Looking at you. Looking at Emily's phone for research. <laughs> this is edutainment. We do an edutainment <laughs> podcast. It's docudrama. Anyway, uh, yes. So, so this is like the the sexy part. This is it's like a two minute montage of just a bunch of fucking just fucking nudity. Boy, oh boy! All the Thrusting. girls that you see naked are nobody. You and McGregor are like not famous. Yes, uh, except for Paz de la Huerta. But she doesn't get. She doesn't take her clothes off. She does not take her clothes off. Very strange. Uh, not like Paz de la Huerta at all, but she do- and she also doesn't have any lines. Uh, Correct. So I guess it's pre Boardwalk Empire, uh, and uh, and so like this is the the is she period the girl from Enter the Void. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. This is the period uh, where, you know where the itself. con is is really taking shape, and he's enjoying the con. He's like, like, all right, I, like, really I can get into this. But earlier on in the movie, in, in a lot of this uh, part of a lot of this con relies on just like kismet type stuff. Well, also like he's calling Hugh Jackman because they switched phones and they're like, yeah. And Hugh Jackman is like, so you're uh, fucking a lot of ladies from the list, and he's like, he's I like, sh- enjoy I sure it. Love that fucking. I really like uh, boning all these chicks that you set me up with, and Hugh Jackman is like, enjoy it, pal. <laughs> throw another yeah, shrimp. He's, he's throw another bro-ing. shrimp on he's that Bobby. Throw another you on that Bobby. Yeah. Uh, yes, and, and then, uh, but, like, uh, bef- before this, like, slightly before this happened, he had spotted Michelle Williams on a train, mm-hmm. fell in love at and first sight with her. who fucking wouldn't? Michelle Williams is so absolutely gorgeous in this movie. She's very it's lovely. It's a shame that she can't act very much in this movie at all, or, in fact, in a lot of other things. Oh, man. Mm, I do Matt not like her. As the, the, the longer the longer I'm exposed to Michelle Williams, the less I like the work. I do love her, and she is absolutely gorgeous in this. She doesn't have a lot to do in this at all, but she does the part very well. This is a, a more thank- gorgeous This is a woman. more thankless Michelle Williams role than her part in the Venom films. <laughs> oh, God. Because at least she got paid real money for the Venom yeah, she movies. Got, she bought a house with that money. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but yeah, she, she, he just meets her. He doesn't really even meet her. She like asks him like which train or whatever. But then he's just staring. I love this lady. I've, I'm in love with it's her. Really We're hot. soulmates. Uh, but then, but she, it's just from afar. She has and then, chain course, on her backpack. His S. 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 And then and then she turns she turns up as one of the anonymous lays. Yeah. And, and he gets so weird about it. Yes. He's like, I I mean, I'm sorry, but like I I know you, so like, no, don't get naked. I, I know you. And she's like, You know me? And he's like, Well, I saw you at the train station, and I'm just like, Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Let's just this like talk or whatever. And she's like, Well, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> it's like kind of awkward. And then finally her, uh, her her whole like we had a really nice evening falling asleep next to him in the bed is just a tremendous bad piece of acting. It's just awful. I mean, they got food and then they talked and laughed all night in the in, in the and hotel she's like, bed. Oh, 
I'm so nice talking to you. I'm falling asleep. She now. wipes the. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, so tuckered out. I'm so tired. She wipes ketchup off of his face like it's a surgical procedure too. Like, Hold on, let me let me get my equipment here. <laughs> there we go. Very You've bad. got a little piece of onion in your hair. And they're, then she's they're, like, they love no, each don't other. take your clothes off. I just talk to me and while you fall asleep. They've really, really got that. something. She's like, I'll tell you my name if you can guess it. And he's like, Well. Oh God! And then he does this super embarrassing thing where he's like, you know, I, I'm like a man of numbers, so I can really deduct like what your name is actually. Like him trying to be like hot and 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 charismatic, like even though I know that he probably is. See, this is what bo- bothers me he is has that no I know game. I thought he did have game in real life, but he's and supposed so, to be annoyed. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's weird. I but anyways, specifically said like, no geeks. He's like, is your name like Sunbeam? And she's like, yeah, do I look like a Sunbeam? And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you do look like a Sunbeam. A flower for he's a flower. Jesus doesn't want you for a Sunbeam. He's just such a dweeb. I can't. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get the yes. hook. What is that? This is that like uh, internet thing about those, like what the incels do when they're trying to court, like, yes, m'lady. Oh my God, he's well, Take totally this one, ra- like lower lip quivers. <laughs> take this one rose from me, please. He's got only, he's got one rose, a pork pie hat, and a samurai it's sword. It's a droopy rose, too. <laughs> Oh, the, the dud. <laughs> you got the dud. You got the dud. Anyhow. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. So they, they fall immediately in love, allegedly. Well, like Ewan McGregor does, and you're like and you're like, this is part of the this is part of the con, of course. I, and this is this is the part where I was like, this movie is ripping off a little movie called Derailed. Uh-huh. <laughs> the little loved not particularly successful Clive Owen in a Jennifer Aniston film derailed. That we supposedly watched, but with, I have no remember. We did we did watch it. With the RZA in it, of course. Mm-hmm. There's like different variations on what the con is, but it's basically the same type of deal where like the the one the the lady who is the purported victim is part of the con sort of thing. Yeah. Except it it doesn't even have the courage of that movie's it doesn't even have the courage of that movie's convictions by the end of it. Um but anyways, uh, he's he's he meets up with her for a second time, and it really seems like it's gonna be love. Yeah, they they meet in Chinatown, and they have like a cute date, and they kiss and stuff. I'm thinking of asking her to marry me. You wanna go get some egg rolls, <laughs> <laughs> milady? Do you like? What do you think? What do you feel like? Crab Rangoon? Do you like Rangoon? Dude, I wish we had some crab Rangoons right I now. I can't eat it's cream cheese in it. I don't care. I'm asked to talking you about just for myself. You want some for yeah. yourself? Yeah. Well, I've got my cocaine anyway, so you can eat the little edges of it. Yeah, just nibble on the yeah, edges. Nibble on the edges. <laughs> I just can't. I can't have the cream cheese. I'll just nibble on the I'll edges. Nibble on the crab edges. Rangoon. It's fine. I love you, milady. I love you, milady. <laughs> oh, no. Stares at feet. I like. Lip I like some beef lo mein. Do you like beef lo mein? <laughs> you like eggs? What kind of dumplings do you like? Got any cheese? That's Urkel. Are you All vegan? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How many cats do you have? <laughs> I have ten. <laughs> one of these movies, he's uh, one of these movies. He has a British accent, so we probably won't be doing that voice as much. But we'll see. Does I can probably have we, a I can accent? probably work that out into yeah, a British accent. Absolutely. Hello, milady. Hello, milady. Hello, milady. Hello, milady. Pin. <sighs> Live job while you like. <laughs> Anyways, there's, they spend the night in this hotel room, and uh, they're like trying not to fuck, but like kind of. It's there's a lot of tension. Oh, I've got the I've got the line. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Oh, the fucking and sucking. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Because <laughs> sometimes the movie will like we're like oh shit they're going for a real R rating here it's crazy but they're kind of like we've we we've, we've both kind of decided that maybe we're in love maybe this is more than the anonymous sex that we're we're both so tired of purportedly and uh, and then and but we're not gonna do it this time 
but but th- but they're so attracted to each other that he goes that that he goes like but but if we suddenly tore off the rest of these clothes to consummate a deep human need in oh a frenzy God. of uh <laughs> and she goes fucking and sucking and he's like oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> he literally starts tugging on his collar <laughs> fucking and sucking like Steve that Steve is shooting out of his ears tugging on his collar and, he's, and she goes like I need some ice because it's so hot in here and he's like I'll go get the ice I'll go get the ice mistake number one yes and he goes Never out get ice. hilariously in his tidy whities <laughs> into the hallway this is not a thing that people do to the best of my knowledge go out to get go ice out. in their underwear <laughs> in their, in their no. underwear I don't think so. D- never never seen it before? And there's this older woman at the ice machine picking up and examining each ice cube before she puts it into the... <laughs> She's making a TikTok. Do you what? need any help She's with that? She's making a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, probably. it could be. But it's just, just one, one but one. Do you need any help with your ice? And uh, he, she finally leaves, and then he gets the ice, goes back. The, the key doesn't work a couple times, and this is where you're like, all right, here's where the turn happens. Finally, the key works. He goes in. There's like a little bit of blood on the bed. And then someone knocks his ass out. Someone in a mask knocks his ass yeah. out. Oh! <laughs> now I go. Now I go. Oh, no, my lady. Jesus. Come, come, my lady. Oh, oh my you, God. You are so happy right now. <laughs> uh, but, th- but this is like we've seen. Th- I think a similar thing happens in this. This just happens in movies. In derailed, like, you mean? In derailed, yes. This very, movie's very similar. Well, they do derailed. get interrupted in a sexual rendezvous by the bad guys in that movie as well. And yes. they meet on a train. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. The similarities. We're we're making a movie to rip off the middling box office success of the and low low rated film Deception yeah. or de- Derailed. They're the same. It's very strange. Um, but he gets knocked out. He wakes up, and you're like, "It's you, Jackman." She's in on it. Okay. Well, I guess let's do the rest of the movie. Uh, he wakes up, and he's like, "There's a lady. She's been kidnapped. There was blood." And then the the cop goes up there. We didn't find. Evidence of a lady? We didn't find any blood. Yeah. We didn't find no nothing. The person at the front desk was like, you didn't check in with any lady. And I was like, oh, great. Now we're going to be watching another one of Ewan McGregor's famous psychological thrillers Uh because we're, I mean, we're going in reverse order, but the other two movies are also like very psychological. And I was like, I'm so sick of this shit. But turns out it's, they're just gaslighting him. (laughs) Yeah. It's just gaslighting part of, part of the scheme to kind of keep the cops out of it sort of thing. At a certain point, Hugh Jackman shows up at his apartment and punches him in the face. And he's like, Oh no. And he's like, "Uh, I've got your girlfriend, the the love of your life that you've known for three days. (sighs) And if you don't (sighs) use your accountant auditing powers, when you go in to do this audit and wire me $20 million, I'm going to kill her. If you don't stage the least exciting heist in the history of film, (laughs) Mm-hmm. I will cut her pretty little head off. Fine. And he what talks mean, like, like this too, like I'll cut her pretty little head off. Oh, oh, oh. I just simply wouldn't get involved. Like I don't know. I feel like in all of these movies, if you Jack guy, blackmailed me to kill my girlfriend for twenty million dollars, I simply would not. I'd tell him to go <laughs> kick rocks. I'd, I just feel like people just go all DIY detective in these movies and yeah. like must they must be involved. And I guess that's why it's a movie. But I'm like, I would just like. Take a vacation or like just kind of hole up in my house for a while and be like, someone will figure it out. It doesn't have to be me. Yeah. So I guess I hope no one. But Hugh Jackman does have like he's not getting Hugh Jackman is like breaking into his apartment and stuff like (laughs) that too. Uh, He's like he's an arch criminal. This kid. Uh, But uh, yeah. But Ewan McGregor is is deeply in love with Michelle Williams. 
as one would inexplicably. be. Inexplicably. Inexplicably. <clears throat> and uh, tries a couple of things. Like uh, earlier on in the movie, in a conversation with M- Michelle Williams, he's been like, in addition to being a guy, an account, you know, who, he guy still who, doesn't know who her runs name either. audits, doesn't know her name, a guy who like runs audits on companies and likes numbers. He's also like, I can figure out anything. I'm a investigate. I can also investigate things and find things out. And so if they fucked with the wrong guy, I suppose, in this case. And he finds out Hugh, Hugh Jackman's actual identity. And he finds out that he's one of those guys that runs a con on a person, then kills them, and then steals their identity, and then does it again, and and repeats this. So, so this is like who knows which 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 victim that he is, yeah, on this one. And then he like talks to Hugh Jackman, and goes like, uh, "I know who you are." Like Hugh Jackman's name is Wyatt Bose. That's the name that he gives himself. Yeah, but then later on, it's something gets Jamie gets Jamie gets whatever you Jamie want. Gets, Jamie gets whatever you Jamie gets. want. Jamie gets. Okay. 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 They freak you at the drive-through. <laughs> they freak you at the drive-through, Mike. Uh, and he and he calls him up and he's like, "I know all about you." Sorry, I forgot to. I almost forgot to do, do the, the voice. Oh do the God, voice. you almost forgot. Uh, I know all about you, Jamie Getz. And and then Hugh Jackman has the, is starting to have a little bit of fun because he starts to do like psych, psych psychotic guy faces and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, ooh, and his lip will quiver a little bit. Like, ooh, I'm so seething with rage. I feel like uh, I feel like Hugh Jackman. Does a good kind of villain guy. I feel I like think he's having does fun. he do this a lot? And have you guys seen him? And I'm not a big Hugh Jackman person, so I don't really know. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure how many villains I. Think I would seen love play. to see him. I guess he's older now, but like, just he's be, a villain be, be kind of an unhinged, Chappie. unhinged he is the bad guy like psycho. A good because I feel, I feel like he he has like a a big presence. He's like a big dude, and he also can be pretty charming. And so I feel like he does the psycho thing really he's well. He's not a he's not a dude who is capable. And I'm not saying he's always good, but he's not capable of being of phoning it in either. He just doesn't have that yeah, gear in too, him. Got too much theater kid energy. In too him. much theater yeah, kid I energy. Yeah, I think that, exactly. that's what lends itself to the psychotic bit, the theater kid energy. So even so even a kind of like nothing role like this, he's like oh, I'm gonna find some way to push it really hard. Yeah. And uh, and he and he push likes to do good. that. He likes to do that low key seething, uh, quaking anger sort of thing in this. Uh, to, he's trying to make himself be very scary. Hey, you know, it's something compared to the rest. Compared to what the rest of the movie's got. Yeah. Um. But th- at this point, he um, you and when he's at he's at his new job. This is where he's supposed to do the heist. He gets the, the cops tell him to come in. And they say that they've found uh, a lady with an S name. And he's like, oh, no, they killed my girlfriend. But it's actually Natasha Henstridge. Who he fucked. Who he fucked. And she's got her throat slit. So that's the end of the, the that role for Natasha Henstridge. No, it looks like her her throat was like garroted or oh, whatever yes. it's called. With a wire or, or a string. Or of a some string sort. Of some, maybe even a string. <laughs> maybe like a string from a tennis racket. Yeah, possibly sort. a tennis racket. You got anything you want to say to us? So the cops are already like, we think it's you. Yeah. Uh, and and Ewan, McGra- Ewan McCracken is like starting to kind of like figure out how the, like the you know. being pinned. Has another conversation with Hugh Jackman where he's like, okay, I will, I'll definitely, now I'll really cut her pretty little head off. Like, you've got to do this thing. You've got like 24 hours or something like that. So you McGregor, you McGregor, I guess from from what we know, decides is resigned to the fact that he's got to do this. We also forgot about the landlord's message on his oh yeah answering machine. That's a, that's like another one of the little groundwork things. Yeah, he's with like, the I landlords. haven't I haven't forgotten about your leak. I just can't fix it since, yet. Since the, and the leak's getting tomorrow, worse. And since you're not probably gonna be there because you're at work, I'm coming I'll into your come apartment in. when you're not there. Yeah. Click goodbye. I can't help but notice that you and I have the same kind of teeth too. Like uh, we'd be pretty, 
pretty similar <laughs> dental records sort of thing. This I don't is know. like my favorite thing that happened in the movie. Is like the one thing that genuinely surprised me. It was like Ewan McGregor goes back to his apartment. And it's it's a fake out. We find out later, but he goes back to his apartment, and the apartment explodes. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman's like across the way watching it, and he gets real excited. Yeah, he goes, oh, "I got off on that because I'm and a I was, psycho." I was like, "Wow, something actually finally happened in this movie." All right, I was not <laughs> expecting an exploding apartment. Yeah, me either. Uh, uh, but he, that's but that's after the heist. So so yeah. we get the we get the computer heist where it's just you and McCracken on his computer typing numbers in, and the music is going, and you're like, come on, music. You, It'd be funny if like I, in I Swordfish he was getting a blowjob while he was doing all this <laughs> and stuff, he's dancing around, shaking his yeah, little yeah. butt. And then the other guy that he works with or he works for comes in and is like, so like how's it going in your audit and. And do you, do you want anything? I'm going to order some lunch. Do you want anything? And he just kind of sits there and watches them. And then you and McGregor goes, this isn't a spectator sport. Jeez. And then the guy's like, all right, I'll just Chill. go order lunch then. I mean, that that is rude to a certain extent. But that guy like, that sat down annoying. and was just staring. Was yeah. just going to sit down and stare at him while he did it? Come on. That's not cool. Um, and then he does it. And then he gets a text from Hugh Jackman with a picture of Michelle Williams with mm-hmm. like tape over her mouth in, her, in his apartment. But... What Ewan McGregor notices is in the background, the leak is not as bad as the leak is currently, which means the picture was not taken at that time. It was taken mm-hmm. like two weeks ago or yeah. something like that. Stain was And not this there. is what he does right before we cut to the shot of someone walking into the, uh, un- unlocking the apartment, walking mm-hmm. in and being blown up. Uh, and and then the movie like, it was the poor fucking it was the poor fucking guy who was finally gonna fix the leak. Just a working, just a working class blue working collar man. guy who has to fix people's pipes. Probably had a family. Probably had a family. <laughs> yeah, but who cares it's about just that? Just absolutely incinerated to the point where they would confuse it, this like sixty year old portly man with a Ewan McCracken type of guy. Burned to ashes. Just burned maybe. to ashes, and they're like, "Well, he's dead, and then that's then that's it. Surely Ewan McGregor is dead." And we cut to Hugh Jackman. He's in Spain. Beautiful. And, and we, so is Michelle Williams. Yeah. S. And they have to do a lot of they have to do a lot of work in this one scene to establish that yes, she was in on it, but also she, she doesn't love. like him. And yes, she loved you. She was in love with you. <laughs> she and you McGregor or uh, Hugh Jackman goes like he had to have a accident. He's dead. And she's like, what? Oh, she's like crying. She's like, you should. Again, I've pointed out a million times on this show. If you're like, if you're like a humanist who doesn't like hurting people, don't get involved in violent criminal enterprises. It's not for you. I should never have joined this sex ring con artist thing situation. <laughs> Whenever those people are part of like heist groups or something like that, but I don't want to hurt anybody. Then get another job. She was guaranteed a million dollars, and he. He base at one point he says something like you don't have the like right to like negotiate on this trip, which means I'm pretty sure he was like, I can have sex with you as long as I want until you get this million dollars from me. And that's why she's there. So she's kind of yes. in this shitty situation. He's condescending to her. Like this is what he says to her before he starts to get even more abusive. But he's like, You're about to be a millionaireess. How about that, little old you? It's like from the street corner to the suite or something like that. From the corner, yeah, from the corner of the street to the corner penthouse. To the corner penthouse, yeah. And you can tell that she hates him, but then he's like fondling her and stuff like that. It's pretty creepy. And there's like a sex scene. Yeah. And she needs that million. And she needs that million dollars. Who doesn't? Gotta get that milly. Gotta get that milk. She goes, you fucking killed him, you fucking piece of shit, you fucking lousy, lousy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Oscar clip. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking lousy, lousy. 
Uh, and then he goes. So Hugh Jackman goes into the the bank. Goes into the bank, and then she has to wait outside. She's waiting outside in the lobby, and the guy's like, "All right, well, Mr. Jackman, uh, we'll just need to have your co-signatory." Oh, wait, we didn't talk about how Hugh Jackman uh, in Spain combed his hair to the side and put on glasses yes, so that stolen. he could look like nerdy Ewan McGregor, but it's just so stupid looking. Spectacular. It's so dumb. They should, he should have put in like some funny teeth. You know, like. <laughs> he puts in those. He puts in like a buck teeth or Hugh something. Hugh Jackman, like put that. in your bit, please. You see him like solemnly putting in a pocket protector into his pocket. <laughs> He's got a pocket. big Texas Instruments like graphing calculator. <laughs> He's practicing oh, his. Me, can anyone tell me the way to the, uh, to the, to the chess club? He's practicing his laugh. <laughs> so he goes to the bank dressed up as a nerd. I thought this was a Star Trek convention. Is this a bank? Yeah, I've got it. That's it. And the guy's like, "All right, you're all set. Uh, we just we do need the signature of the cosigner for to the release of the funds." Cosigner. Pardon me. And he's Excuse like, "Well, me. cosigner, like I'm I'm the one who set this, all this up." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you actually made sure that there would have to be a cosigner by the name of Wyatt Bose. That was it, right, Bose? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On on this." And he's like, "Well, fu-, in his head, he's probably like, well, fuck, I am kind of Wyatt Bose also, and this guy. So how am I supposed to go back? Because you and McGregor is is exploded to him. Yep. So he walks out, and guess who's not in the lobby anymore? Michelle mm. Williams. So now he's like, "Well, I'm gonna." F- have to try to fix this but before he can even do anything to fix it up walks cool guy Ewan McGregor I want half his hair is now combed <sighs> back yeah. and he is not wearing glasses making him the hot Hugh Jackman from character. beta to alpha <laughs> now who is the soy boy beta cut now I talk like this <laughs> my voice is cool guy is a cool guy voice now this is my voice for the rest of the movie oh no I thought I was the cool guy. Now I'm nope, just Hugh Jackman. that's you now, Hugh Jackman. That's oh, how you no. talk, and I'm Ewan McCracken. What happened? <laughs> I took the power back. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing that could possibly have happened a to truly me. One thing's for sure, I'm definitely still American. Cinema. Truly transformative pieces. Oh, of just my con, two Americans. My long con has crumbled. <laughs> and they agree. Like Hugh Jackman's not happy about this, but it's like half. It's $20 million, so they each get a briefcase full of $10, full of $10 million. Okay, I really liked when they're, they're, they've got... Both signatures now, because uh, Hugh McCracken is using Hugh Jackman's passport and vice versa, mm-hmm. and uh, and the bank manager is like looking at the the, the thing and he's like, two suitcases, huh? <laughs> That's <laughs> I was normal. Just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds got, normal to like, me. Two suitcases, huh? Well, I guess we could give you two suitcases. <laughs> We're gonna charge you for the suitcases, though. Oh no, not my suitcases. <laughs> yes, your suitcases are charged. Uh, God, so boring. Yeah, and then they they both walk out with their suitcases, and then he and then he's like, "The uh, current Ewan McGregor, where is Michelle Williams? Tell me, Hugh Jackman. I'll give you half of my half." Yeah, I'm like, stop. Yeah, <laughs> why do you keep walk trying away. to give away all your fucking money? There's there's some stuff that like just classic movie stuff where you just get pissed. So so like it's 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 the two of them with their ten million dollar briefcases and Hugh Jackman that leads them to a, like a. A huge park park with nobody. It must be siesta time or something in Spain. There's nobody there. And so he pulls out his, he's like, I I was actually thinking of taking your entire half with his his gun with a silencer on it. And he's just about to shoot Ewan McCracken. Boom. And Michelle Williams shoots him. Yeah. And then then he, he's like, starts to die with his briefcase. And then he like grabs Ewan McGregor's arm 
And Ewan McGregor just sort of like uncouples the arm from him. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. This kind of reminds me of the ending of Collateral to a certain extent. <laughs> um, just like a little last moment of the connection were, between were these two. Were we supposed to feel like there was some genuine connection between them? There was some duality going on? I think on, a little like, bit. Like, yeah. the same, like, no. just like in Collateral. No. Like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Yes, for sure. Uh, we're like, these, these men were antagonists, but even in that, there was some sort of connection. You know, like that sort of thing. Whatever. Yeah, they weren't frenemies. And then, but like, amazingly enough, this, and this is the sort of stuff coin. where you just go, get the fuck out of here, where you and McGregor leaves his briefcase Dude, right there with Dude, I was so him. mad yeah. that, that, that Hugh Jackman was dying with his briefcase, because first I was like, well, why isn't he taking his briefcase? And then to, to the gall yeah. of him leaving his briefcase with the dying Hugh Jackman? That's know. 20 million fucking dollars that they got signed off on, and it's all clear to go. No one is looking for this money. This is bank money. Give me my 20 million dollar dues. And Complete he just nonsense. leaves it? I was so mad that he left. And you're in Spain, dude. Like, start your new life. Jesus Christ. This was like, oh my God, you know what I didn't talk about at the beginning of this show? Mm. How I got totally uh, changing lanes. You got changing lanes? Remember, I texted you oh, guys. that's right. Yeah, and, I t- and I did take well, we'll the tell money. That story. I did take the money because it's like, if someone's offering you, I mean, maybe I'm just It was I'm fucked up poor. though whether you were like, better luck next time when you drove yeah. away. I should have <laughs> said better luck next time. But it's like, if someone's offering you money and maybe it's just the poor bitch in me, just like take the money. No, it's human. And the, and that's like why when this this happens in movies, it immediately takes you out of it. Also, like, if that's you do such shit. an elaborate con and you've gotten away with it, just take the suitcases. People don't. People don't care about money in movies because in it, in it, when people don't care about money to this money. extent, because I think the movies from the movie, it's like true love is the most important currency. You can to him, have and you're it like, all. Yes, he could have that and a briefcase full of ten million dollars. This is unrecognizable human. He could have a brief. He could have two briefcases with ten million dollars. Two yeah. briefcases. I thought the movie was <laughs> up until this mo- moment. I thought the movie was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was okay. totally on board, and it lost me here. Uh, but but I mean, it's just wildly stupid. And then he goes up to Michelle Williams, and and this and this is at this point, this this movie is like an hour forty seven too. And you're like, get the fuck out of here with this hour. This is an eighty minute movie tops. Uh, and it starts to pad itself, where he's just walking around in Barcelona. And then he sees her, and then that's yeah. And it's just like, wouldn't you like to see you and McGregor just sort of looking around well, in Barcelona? Well, first off, like, as, soon, as, soon as she. You know, shoots him. He catches up to her, and she's like, "It's not gonna work. Like, we can't do this. Like, I had a really great time meeting you, or whatever." And then she gets away on a taxi. <laughs> she, I had a really great time meeting you. I mean, that's pretty. Basically, much it. what happens? And she gets on a taxi, and then she like it's supposed to be like I don't know later in the day or something. And yeah, he's just wandering around, and then she's there still I think, I think because it's like she's to be just like weeks later. Oh, okay, she's just oh, hanging out. I don't know. And then they like connect eyes, and then they like he like walks towards her. And nah, it ends. we will get together. Because I guess, like, okay, we both can't go back to the United States because we have a lot of shit going on there. Uh, we don't have any money to do anything because we left $20 million on a park bench with a dying man. Yeah. And now we're in Spain. So, like, I guess why not be together? It's it's complete. I mean, all of this stuff is so tone deaf and nonsensical, especially about him. Like, I don't care that she tried, she tried to. She was part of a scheme that was gonna kill me. And she and we she's had like, six no, great hours together. Genuinely and, you know. in love with that dweeb. With that Dweebosaurus Rex, uh, like all, all this stuff, it's not a good movie to begin with. But then it goes out so disingenuously, you're just like, God damn, dude. Yeah, hardcore. It's harsh, and it's got that last shot that's like the Shawshank Redemption shot, where it's like panning out yeah. through this plaza, and they're walking together, and you're like, Oh, they're gonna be together. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Dumb. I don't like this movie Apparently either. Apparently, there was an ending where they like, don't, even know. don't get together. At the Clearly, end. it's just like. 
that ends in the park. Well, yeah, they yeah they could have just chopped that last three minutes off. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, according, I read difference. on the Wikipedia or IMDb or something, it said that there was like they changed the ending to to what you see from mm-hmm. from that. Well, God, who who, who cares? cares? They could have chopped an hour forty seven over this. No, this one might not be my favorite one. I don't know. Maybe we, I just look, didn't like all We've of still them got two more of these to go through. Emily, we've still got two more movies to talk about. Don't okay. talk about. God, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm Hashtag blessed. blessed. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag girl boss. Are there I more lines from this garbage? Lines. I don't think there was anything really memorable going on in this. <sighs> you lousy, you fucking lousy, lousy. That's pretty good. Uh, Mega Q talking about how good Hugh Jackman's fucking was. You know when it's so good you'd rather die than stop? Oh. I guess all I'm trying to say is he was a really good lay. Ugh. I guess. Yeah. It's not and she's like, You told me a bunch of lies, Hugh Jackman. Not lies, John. That was foreplay. And now you're fucked. Uh, good. <laughs> There's a funny <laughs> I thought this was funny. I mean, you're, I'm looking for it in, in this kind of movie. You're like, whatever straws, kind of little yeah. thing that I yeah. can grab on. But it, this is when Ewan McGregor's like going through that game, the part, the game part of the movie, where like all of the app- fake apparatuses that Hugh Jackman built up are are, are falling down. But he's he goes back to the office where he had been working, where he met Hugh Jackman. He's like, "Do you have a Wyatt Bose?" And they're like, "We don't know any Wyatt Bose." And then he goes up to this guy that he'd seen bullshitting with. Oh with yeah. Him. And he goes, "I saw you with Wyatt Bose. You were cracking jokes." He's like, "Hey, watch the hands, buddy." You, you were cracking jokes with him, and he goes, "Hey, I crack jokes with a lot of guys." <laughs> I like when he tells the lady. I like when he tells the lady, "Like, I smoked a joint in the conference room," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I know. And I recognized her too, like that that actress. That other dude too. I recognized him. He's been in a ton of shit. Uh, I think that's that's good enough. Hey, buddy, I crack a lot of jokes with everyone. This is what Wyatt Bose says buddy, when guy. he first introduces himself um, to Ewan McCracken when he's, he's like, you working later, you're downloading a multitude of porn. Ah, we're going to be friends. Good Let's one. Let's be friends. Uh, ratings. Oh, God. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this... One and a half juds. Ooh. Yeah. It struggled. I was going to give it two, but it just sucks. No, 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 no. Uh, one and a half Juds. Uh, it's so boring. It's so, tr- like, just rote. Everything about it. A ripoff of Derailed. I guess? I don't it, know. It, uh, it's just one of the most one of the most stultifying movies I've seen recently. We've watched a lot of crap for this show. <laughs> this, was, this was really boring. Uh, I'm going to give it, like, two and a half, three Douglases-ish. Just because of the just the general like sex club setup, that montage all that is stuff, yeah, wild. You know, just the whole sleazy demeanor of the whole thing. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Exploding landlords. Yeah, oh, man. that poor guy. Who mourns him? Well, I mean, he, fuck a landlord. No, he's not the landlord. He's the super. Same thing. Same all diff. Right. I, I don't know. He's he's fixing pipes and shit like that. Yeah, right? he's, he's hired by the, the landlord. He can go suck a pipe. <laughs> Dude. Matt Lynch, enemy of the working man. Yep. <laughs> In his ivory tower. Let him eat cake. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think one and a half is about right. There's like, Hugh Jackman is kind of fun at times, so I can't push it all the way down to one, but it certainly doesn't deserve two. It definitely feels... Uh, this is This whole episode is like... A lot of a lot of times, I, I bring up the fact that when we first started this podcast, I thought it was I was like, we're going to be making it's going to be a bad movie podcast. We talk about bad movies, and more often than not, it's like actually these are good movies. They're like a lot of the movies I liked and stuff. And but this is this is a bad movie yeah. episode. Sometimes it happens. 
And it's and I blame Ewan McGregor and his poor taste his poor tasted scripts. Yeah, Jesus. Or his agent or whatever the fuck. Whatever he's doing. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Douglases because there's sexy quote unquote sexy stuff throughout, but th- during this montage it is like a Jesus Christ, just like real like naked thrusting and moaning and just go and you're like th- and I feel like they kind of cut that in too or mm-hmm. like we've got nothing here we've got to do something so let's try to make it a very a, a, a super sexy movie or some shit like because otherwise we've got zero so i guess give him credit for that you do not in fact hand <laughs> you it to do him. not in fact have to hand it to him and i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 cat gut kevlar tennis racket strings mm-hmm. all right uh i'm gonna give it two juds uh because I still feel like these other two movies might not be as good. But I don't know. Two. I'm just giving it two juds because I don't think it was as terrible as one and a half, but it was pretty boring and stupid. Um, I am. I was gonna give it two Douglases just for the sex and the sucking and fucking, but I'm giving it an extra half Douglas uh, just for the Google image of Ewan McGregor's schlong. That Google I did. it. Google it. Um, this movie did make us all look at you and McGregor's dick. <laughs> so it's an extra half for me. And then I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 crab rangoons. <laughs> <laughs> Just nibble on, nibble on the outside. Nibbling on the outside. Do you want to get some egg rolls later? <laughs> Can I nibble on your egg roll at the outside of your egg rolls? Ooh. I'm allergic to cabbage. Uh, all right, so, uh, <sighs> well, d- further, d- further into the breach. <sighs> Stay. Henry. Do you know Dr. Patterson? Pleased to meet you. What's the matter, Henry? That's my father. You told me your father was dead. He is dead. He's dead, and that's him walking out the door. Henry? Henry! I'm a psychiatrist, and I want to know more about Henry Latham. Let me talk to him. First, I gotta find him. He'll find you. I've been waiting for you. This is Latham. Do you know how to contact your son? I'm a psychiatrist. 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 You're a bleeder. I spoke to Maureen Latham an hour ago. She told you her name was Maureen Latham. Yeah, we were talking about her son. I went to high school with Maureen Latham. She's been dead for months. Between the world of the living. What's going on? I'm seeing things that don't make any sense, and there are many people that are supposed to be dead. I'm scaring you, Sam. I wish I were. All you had to do was stay. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, well, we lost Matt right at the beginning of stay. What can Bye you do? Matt. Damn it, Matt's got one of those delicious cup of noodles he's about to heat up. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. So we got, so wait, should we wait for him? No, no, no. We, All right. We gotta so do, we have gotta stay, stay, 2005, uh, directed by Mark Forster, who did... Monsters Ball. World War Z. World War Z. I kind of like that movie. Me too. And the Blind Blake Lively movie. I don't know. I definitely don't know. Is that what it's actually called? No, it's oh. called, uh, I can't, I can't see. Blind Lively. <laughs> Blind Lively. Blake Blindly. Blake Blindly. Ooh, I'd watch that. Um, and that's like, that's kind of a cool one about this girl who goes blind and then her husband, like, she learns like mysterious like truths about her marriage. Oh. It's kind of a thriller esque. Okay. Movie. I don't know. He's generally known as I think he might have done a James Bond movie too. Uh, he's generally known as a just a journeyman hack kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so this one, man, this might be my least favorite. This is an in, this is a, a movie that I would I would describe as insulting. It has a, it has an ending that is that could only be described as insulting. Like like Matt pointed out when we were texting about it, where he he went like, "How did anybody read this script and say yes to that?" Yeah, like they, I don't I don't know how if how we want to do this if we want to tease the God, unbelievably. Well, here's the thing: I don't even really ending. understand what the movie. I don't understand what happened because your because your brain is inclined to give it more credit than it deserves. I had to look it up on on Wikipedia to verify that this is what happens because it couldn't be. I was like, it can't be that stupid. It I don't understand. Are we getting right into I don't it? know if we want to talk about the ending first or save. I'm or happy like to talk about it right now it. because it was. It's first of all, it's the only interesting thing about this movie. Kind of like Jacob's Ladder, where it's like at the end, you're like, "Fuck!" No, this, this movie is Jacob's Ladder meets The Usual Suspects. Oh, The Usual Suspects yeah. sucks. It has. It's Jacob's Ladder with The Usual Suspects ending. I'm not sure I understand The Usual Suspects reference there, but because uh, it's all the stuff that he's picking out from this okay, area and he's cobbling right. it together yeah. into his. I story. mean, basically, what happens is the whole movie. Wait, wait, should we talk about it leading up to him meeting Ryan Gosling and then talk about the ending because we haven't even introduced Ryan Gosling yet? I guess. Yeah. I, I think we, we at least want to do that, maybe bring up the ending earlier on just so we yeah, can, yeah. So no, we can early, foreground early for how sure, stupid but it is. Basically, what, ha- what, what it starts with us meeting you and McGregor. Yeah. And, and this movie is immediately, immediately like... The way the way that it's telling its story, the visual cues that it's giving you and stuff is like something. This is a not as it seems sort of thing, right? And and not in, not 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 as it seems like in Deception, where it's all still taking place in a concrete real world. It's like this is a dream. This is purgatory. This is a virtual that's reality the, sort that, of thing. That's the thing is like it's all, unreality. All of that shit is it's predictable enough. Yes. You know, and and but you're sitting there watching it, going like, but I don't care which one it is. I just don't care. Absolutely. Like and the story on its own. At no point am I sitting there wondering like. What is going on with these characters in this amazing story? And with the ending, you're right not to care. Yeah, exactly. Because none of it means anything. None of it means anything. None of it means anything. Not a it's goddamn incredible. That's, it's that's, that's again these, how the usual the usual suspects. It's filmed uh, with these of. weird transitionary edits that are, I guess, is supposed to add to it being like a dreamlike <clears throat> quality or whatever. Yes, like something. at first, I was like, "Oh, that's a funny edit," but then I was like, "They're doing this in every single scene, one to another. Like something will fall and then turn into something else falling into the new scene or mm-hmm. whatever, like that." I don't even know how to start with this actually, so you guys can just take. Well, the, it starts with a here. car accident on the Brooklyn Bridge. I actually like this shot of the car the accident. The CGI car it's accident. The CGI shot of kind of like the um, the chaos involving a car accident. Uh, it was. I and mean, again, Ryan Gosling for straws. extricates himself from the car wreck and walks away. And you're like, well, that was something. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to cut away from that and go to something else. Yeah. And get, we'll we'll get we know we'll get back to it later and find out what that yeah. was all about. But I at least thought that, I didn't think it was great. But uh, but compared to the rest of the movie, <laughs> I was like, that was something. Uh, and, and then we and we, then we meet you and McCracken, and he's a psychotherapist, Doctor Sam Foster, and he's filling in for his his like colleague. Who turns out to be Garofalo? Blonde Janine Garofalo, <laughs> uh, and 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 he's like picking up her patients while she's like away. Yes, and, and she's patient, uh, she's on like she's taking a vacation, staycation, if you will, because she's just exhausted. Yeah, turns out she's looped out of her mind, but doesn't matter anyway. Uh, and and he, he now he's seeing her patients, and one of his patients or her patients is Ryan Gosling. Again, the cast of this movie. It's got a good cast. Naomi Watts is in this movie. Mm-hmm. We love Naomi what Watts. The fuck? Naomi Watts, board, man, how the mighty have fallen. Oh my God. Just, just can't, just can't get decent work these days. 
but uh, but like it starts, and this is 2005, so sheesh. Uh, but this is, but it starts with uh, like Ewan McGregor and Ryan Gosling having their first like interaction, and Ryan Gosling is like predicting hail. He's like, it's gonna hail later on. I'm filled with guilt. Uh, I'm gonna kill myself. Blah blah blah. Anyway, see you later. I don't. Says, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, he is just really depressed. He is a uh, art, fine arts major, whatever. He is. He's decidedly not hot, Ryan Gosling, in this either. Yeah, he's not particularly hot. He's he's kind of creepy, brooding, like weirdo Gosling. Creepy brooding. The scorpion jacket. Very sad. Definitely missing the scorpion jacket. Yeah. He feels guilty about something, but he won't talk yeah. about it. He wants to kill himself. Won't say why. And then we and then oh, we he's see stuck in this fucking movie. Yeah. And then we see Ewan McGregor. The, the whole movie, it, it, very importantly, the whole movie is told from Ewan McGregor's perspective, yeah. which is, becomes particularly insane when we when we get to the like everything. I'm becomes already confused again. Compl- like it, you know, it, don't let it There's confuse no you. No reason to get confused. You well, can't, you can't give it that. Tell power. that to my brain. Uh, we'll, we're, we're, we'll reveal what is happening. Yeah. It uh, it's so it's so not worth your time yes. that you could just put all your questions out of your mind. Yes. I can't let it rest. It's it's not. It, it's a total middle finger sort of thing, uh, which, like again, the Usual Suspects does the same thing, but it works in that context. But that movie's entertaining the whole way through, and that had never been done. Nice. Yeah, right. Of course, that, that movie is fun. That has funny through. characters. Guys, it's that well movie written. Is not fun or good. I don't know why everyone likes the Usual Suspects. I don't it's love boring. it, but we we did it for the show like what a couple years ago. A couple years ago, and, and we were we all we three all of us were, were sort of surprised. Like, oh, I thought this was entertaining. Hmm. It's like it's not what it's not what it was made out to be when it came out. But no, people thought it was like a brilliant movie yeah, and no, stuff it's like just that. Fun. And no, mm-hmm. we just enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Um, but yeah, we see Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts, and they have a weird relationship. She's got scars on her wrist. Apparently, he treated her when she tried to end her life years before. But now that they're not, now that she's not his patient, they're they're together, which is really just not good. I do like to include the jokes whenever someone tells a joke in a movie, mm-hmm. and so yes. and like, you want to talk about. <laughs> This is a joke that it, appropriate for this movie that that means nothing and seems confusing, but it tr- turns out is just about nothing. Uh, this is Naomi Watts's joke that she just sort of starts randomly telling to Ewan McGregor. They're they're lovers, or married, perhaps I don't know. Doesn't fucking Girlfriend. matter. No, it really he's gonna, doesn't matter. He's gonna propose because he has that ring. That's right. I have I have, I have that ring. <laughs> oh, he does have an American accent in this one. But he's not he's not as dweeby, but he's just a fucking doctor. I mean, again, uh, this how, is does, a how do you feel about that, Travis? <laughs> it's a non-character, yeah. as, which, which we'll talk about. Um, but anyways, here's her joke. King of Poland goes hunting in the woods, and suddenly, on the other side of the clearing, a farmer walks by, and the king raises his rifle. This joke already rifle. sucks, by the oh, way. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. king of Poland? King of Poland. Oh. Excuse me? Get the hook. <laughs> Get the king hook. Ra- and it is sort of a low-key... Sandman, tell him how you feel, guy. Clown comes out with a broom and pushes her out of the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a low-key Polish joke, too. Like, Oof. great. King good job, movie. Poland. Yeah. On the other side of the clearing, a farmer walks by, and the king raises his rifle, and the farmer yells, I'm not a moose. The king shoots and kills the guy, and his assistant, shocked, says, Sire, the man said, I'm not a moose. I'm not a moose. Ah, says the king. I thought he said, I am a moose. And then, How, then, like, and then, and then Naomi Watts pauses the beat and goes, it's a joke. <laughs> You're like, I, is it? What was the point of it? What well, is it the- turns out, just like in this movie, that the guy... Who said he wasn't a moose is just a character in the king's death dream. 
It is true. No. It is. It is an appropriate joke. No, to it's tell a, in this it's movie. an appropriate joke to tell in this it movie because work. at the end you're like, who fucking cares? And what? Because <laughs> that's what happens at the end of this movie. It turns out every single character in the movie is a figment of Ryan Gosling's imagination during his death dream, and it's because all of them, in one way or another, in the real world, were present. At the car accident that he, that he died at. Yeah, Which but why would he be Lander. having a dream about them without him being involved in the scenes that he's thinking? That's of? a really good question. Because it's who bad. cares? Because it's I bad. do. I can't. I can't. It, it, it absolutely makes zero sense. Why is a guy who was in a car with a lady who was in another car during the accident? Why is he suddenly Ryan Gosling's blind chess playing father, played by Bob Bobby Hoskins? It no. was lovely to see Bob Hoskins, by the oh, way. I was Always so happy. Excited. But still, like you're watching this, going like, like your first res- your first instinct is to go, wait, what? But don't give in to that instinct. No. Just go, no, leave. Just turn it off. All that's happened here is Ryan Gosling was driving the car. His parents were in the back seat. This is the accident that we see at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He accidentally, I think the, there's a tire blowout or something yeah, there's like tire that. Blowout. It's not his fault. Flips the car. The, his parents die in the accident. And his his fiance. And his, I guess. Or he was about to propose to her because he has his the finance ring. dies. His fiance dies too. Everybody's dead, and he is lying injured in the middle of the road, going through his death throes. Everybody is gathered around him from on the bridge. It's on the Brooklyn Bridge. Everybody is gathered around him, going like, "Oh, is he okay?" You and McGregor and Naomi Watts are the two people closest to him, and they don't know each other. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of all just strangers on this bridge. And Ryan Gosling's brain in his like final moments where, where all of his death chemicals are pumping through his brain just concocts this whole movie story, in, in interlocking all these different characters and giving them relationships to each, with each other that do not exist, giving it this whole narrative, inventing a poet named Tristan something or other Revere. who apparently thought suicide was the highest point of art, creates a bunch of themes involving art and suicide and death. But then why in uh, his But none dream... of these people know each other. Janine Garofalo is just some lady on the bridge going like, is she going to be okay? Into she's the story. Like, well, she's like, don't move him. I know you're not okay, supposed to move him. Okay, but here's the thing, though. If he had a fiance or his girlfriend he was going to propose to in the car and and he loved her and they had a relationship, why would he dream that she was someone that didn't know him and that he had only met one Ooh, time instead of him being- I'm telling you, don't. I can't. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he just dream of her being his fiance instead of of her being a woman, a all, waitress that he only talked to one all time? All of your all of your questions are just reasons why the movie sucks. It's why it's badly yeah, written it and stupid. Sucks. Why would he dream that the, the, these two strangers, uh, Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts, who don't know each other, are in fact married, and Ewan McGregor is well, a why psychotherapist? Why was she suicidal? He's given them presumably like other fake names that are he doesn't know their names. Uh, <laughs> I hate. It's, com- it's, c- it's completely I mean, preposterous. I, I, I have to say, I do hate it. I feel like it's not even it's, worth going into the story. Well, like, because like once you get to the end, it's not like it's like the usual suspects. It's is is the same deal where you're like, that was just a bunch of bullshit that he made up. But some of the stuff is correct. Like the Kaiser Suze stuff is real. Um, there's all there's the stuff that isn't Kevin Spacey's story, and then you find out that it was just a guy's. Like there is a plot, it turns out, but the right. plot is this guy spinning wheels, making up a story with elements around him to evade capture. There, all there's stuff that is real in this world. In this movie, it's it's like it combines that ending with Jacob's Ladder, where none, none of, of its that real. stuff was real. Yeah. It was all like created by his brain as part of his like death rattle or something like that. But then again, so now we know, like like Emily's going like, well, what is the relationship? We don't know. Doesn't matter. 
There, there, there is none. We barely know anything. Why would, he, why know. would he invent it that way? I don't care. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, it, the the entire reason that they did it was so they could have a twist. Yeah. It's like we have a twist. We've and seen you know, Jacob's Ladder. We've seen to the follow usual some kind of dream logic. Like you've had dreams where like somebody that you know is in the dream, but like it's Emily's not Emily. Emily is somebody else, but it looks like Emily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we've all had dreams like that. And they do, and they do s- certain things where so, s- moments of reality like kind of phase into it. So this this weird dream story will be playing out, and then two people will like phase in that are actually people on the bridge going like, "Is he going to die? Is he going to be okay?" And then they fade yeah, back yeah, again, yeah. and it's like that's like a little moment of of reality leaking into his. And it's like, is it thing. supposed to be scary or like, I don't know what it's even trying to be. Yeah, I mean, and and it's and it's immediately declaring itself to be a. In both Usual Suspects and Jacob's Ladder and all these sort of like reality isn't or like like eventually like later on they start building up the style that they use and you start going like, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe things aren't as they seem. Seconds into this movie, you're like, Oh, this is one of those things where right. things aren't as they seem. Yeah. Just from the way that it's directed and stuff. From the way that it's, it's cut together, you're like, time. Oh, so we're in so we're or what is it? I think you're supposed to be going like, What is it? A dream? Is it yeah, purgatory? Am I, am I, is that what I'm supposed to be wondering? Like, what's the solution? Is it a here? computer simulation of some kind? Yeah. Those are the basically the three options that it could be. I hate all of those. And they're all they're all every single one of them is a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> a shitty cliche. It feels like this is trying to do like a vanilla sky. But yeah. like in vanilla sky, yeah. But I I like that one. <laughs> That's got a lot <laughs> more going this. for it. <laughs> Like in the movie itself, like good acting, interesting characters, you know. Cameron Diaz talking about cum. Uh, well, we can, we can all get enough. We can't get enough of that. You know, we could always more. Good, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> it does have Penelope Cruz though, which is a problem. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we all know there's the tons and tons of movies like this, and at this and at this point, it's 2005. It was just like some studio was like, give us another one of those. Identity is another one of them. That one's good. Which is a good movie. And again, in like, and again, in identity, you start to realize, you start to fig- really figure out that the unreality of the situation right. past the halfway mark. Well, I mean, I think if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll remember that I figured it out during the opening credits. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I was just like, I enjoyed watching that movie, going like, "Yep, I'm right." And yeah, that's <laughs> that's a huge part of it. Like, even even if you do know, like on rewatch, identity is a really fun movie, mm-hmm. and, and you go like, "I know what all this stuff is." It's still John Cusack, yeah, yeah. and all these fun guys. You feel like this should be able to play in that that sandbox, but it yeah. absolutely doesn't. But the story is in the, in this thing, the f- make the fictional made up bullshit story that ends up being completely flipped when we find out what the re- what the actual reality is is like. Sad is like depressing it's and really slow, sad. And boring, and boring. Too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just it's about like suicide and uh, regret and uh, <laughs> survivor's guilt and stuff like that, <laughs> and then crazy dream effects and stuff. Whoa, uh, it, it like a quintessential sort of movie for nobody sort of thing, like that that nobody could ever like. And it, what, what was was anybody ever going to not be pissed off by the ending of this movie? I just, I can't imagine. Actually, I can, fascinatingly, fascinatingly, I think you'll find this is fascinating. Was it Corey was like, I thought it was good. Yes, Corey. <laughs> no, Corey watched this before I did because I had it in the splice room, and he was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I was working at the Metro Cinemas. This is one of my classic Metro Cinema stories. Uh, and I was working in the box office. They'd put you in the box office. You stranded away from everybody else. Oh, it was a course like chill zone and stuff. 
That was the, the yeah, Metro Metro's version of the Coors the Light Chill version Zone. of the Coors Light Chill Zone, exactly. And uh, and like between uh, movie uh, showings, there'd be like nothing to do. I was working with a uh, a new girl who was working there, making small talk. You know the the sort of questions that you ask. And uh, tell how many people you fucked. <laughs> what's your body count? Yeah, what's your body count, baby? You want to join my sex club on the phone? I've had sex with four ladies. <laughs> Guys like me, no. Uh, yeah. And, no, but I go like, uh, "What's your favorite movie?" And she goes, "Oh, it's um." Oh no. <laughs> and this is like, it was up. not. This I mean, one. I was probably twenty or twenty-one, and she was probably eighteen or something like that. Whatever. Fuck off. And she and she goes uh, and she goes, "Oh, it's this movie called Stay." No. And I was um, like, "Well." And I go like, I've, oh, stay! I've I've never heard of that before. And she's like, yeah, it's fairly, it's a pretty new movie. I've, um, I mean, it, it's just like really good, but I, it just really clicked with me and this and that. And I was going like, well, stay! Like that's the first time I I know a lot about movies. Uh, I'm the movie guy in my high school. I was the movie guy, right? And. Uh, and I've never heard of this before. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." And then she did a bad job describing what it was about. And then I was like looking at the the readout on the screen, and I noticed the movie "Stay" was on. The, it was, and then I looked back, and right it's behind playing. her was the poster for the movie "Stay" that had just like come into the theater like last week. And it, and it was her a, first movie or it, her first. Favorite, it was her favorite, favorite movie. movie. It was her favorite movie at the time. She had probably just watched it three days before or something like that. So she is one of those people that was just like whatever the most recent Go for thing. Her. <laughs> Go for, go for her. her. Like, if you if you like this movie, go, go for you. you. It's like uh, Don, how they say with Donald Trump, whatever. Like the last the last thing a person told him is like what his policy is now. It's just like whatever the last movie I saw, that's my favorite. So for me, that would make my favorite movie Deception, which I watched last night. Uh, but anyways, that's no way to live. Do better, everybody. <laughs> Do better, people. I hope I hope today. Her favorite movie is still Stay. <laughs> you know, she stuck with it. But it, but it, I guess I suppose when you think about it, it is the sort of thing that a, a like an eighteen year old or something like that who was possibly high when they saw it. Yeah. Maybe this ending, if if you're just not, <sighs> if you're not thinking think so. too critically, you could go like, oh shit. I mean, whoa, I think the ending is really twist. sad because it's like very drawn out, and he, and Ryan Gosling's dying, and he's it's just sad. But also, it's like I have too many questions that apparently I just shouldn't. I just don't think it's worth. I don't think it's bothering. There's only one answer to all of them. It's that the movie sucks. Well, well, I mean, to be fair, for some reason to the movie, the answer is always it's what it's what Ryan Gosling is cobbling together with the elements around him in during his death rattle. But then, why would he make it so that his like girlfriend was a stranger? How would he even know what Janine Garofalo looked like? This is just well, like that Janine Garofalo was his therapist. Was she? No, in the no, like, in, in the in, in the, the death in the death dream. But he he saw he saw all of them because he was like you know in it, his death rattle. Like I guess like if we really all wanna... the people in the movie were people that were on the bridge and came to help. And him. I guess I lo- I looked at the Wikipedia and it said all of the paintings in his death dream were actually if you look at it they look abstract but they're all like pieces of the Brooklyn pieces bridge of the bridge. That he, like, that's right. Yep. Him. He's literally taking just like I hate that, so but like much. your brain, but like t- <laughs> to to just this is what they were thinking when they were coming up with like your brain is so this is what people say like during your final moments on Earth your brain starts flooding with all these chemicals yeah it's like, and you're it, like it taking might, an acid some trip people or... think that like during your your death rattle these these 
these chemicals that get pumped into your brain might make feel like an eternity as you're fading away. But in this movie's interpretation, it's hyper-focusing his, all of his attention on everything in the exact moment and, for, for some reason, turning it into a narrative involving movie then, cliches yeah. with these and romances. And then and once histories. Ryan Gosling does die, you know, uh, Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor do go and get a coffee afterwards. So like, do you think you want to go get a coffee with me? <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah that. that's what he says. Yeah, I'd like to do that. There's another paired with another Australian. Uh, yeah, and then I guess they're gonna hook up. Even though, and I guess we're supposed to think that that's good. Even though we just met them, technically, all the stuff yeah, we that we learned about all, all the stuff that we learned about him, learned quote unquote about them Not during real. the course is just stuff that Ryan Gosling made up. Yeah. So what does it even matter then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, wait, it's it's kind of cool that like he made Bob Hoskin like see again. <laughs> But then it's like, why? Bob Hoskins was never blind in the first place. Yeah. Bob Hoskins is his dad, though. Yes, who dies, and the mom is also some lady, who like turns up in the in the death dream, in a house, and she's got a With head the old wound. Dog, Olive, Olive's the real hero of the story. Olive. Somebody the, get that dog high. Olive is in the dog <laughs> uh, that Ryan Gosling had when he was like twelve, and Ewan McGregor's like, yeah, she bit me. Like Olive's alive, and and Ryan Gosling goes. Uh, no, no, Olive died when I was like 12. And then Ewan McGregor goes, Olive is not dead. She is very much not dead. Ryan Gosling goes, yeah, she is, but she was a good girl, <laughs> which I thought was, was really nice. <laughs> was he a good dog? Who's to say? But he didn't deserve to die. Uh, here, this is a line in it um, that I thought was funny. It's like, don't, don't say something like this uh, if, if your movie is like this. Because uh, they talk about art, like uh, Ryan Gosling's character is an artist. He's always talking about other artists and art. And it, Naomi Watts is an artist. It's all just art, 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 art. She's art. a joke artist. Yes. <laughs> she, the she, king of Poland. Oh, no. I mean, you have to admit, that joke is funny as hell. I don't. The Polish king joke? Come on. I will not. It's brilliant I joke shan't. construction. It's like a Norm MacDonald joke. It's just perfect diamond <laughs> cut. Um. This is something that Ryan Gosling, I believe, says. If Norm Macdonald told that joke, I think it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it's like King of Poland. King of Poland, there, uh, yeah, Poland. Goes, uh, hunting in the woods. Um, all right, this is what Ryan Gosling says. Bad art is more tragically beautiful than good art because it documents human failure. <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow. This is like the ultimate self-own. <laughs> I was just like, you shouldn't be saying that. Don't movie. say that. Don't say that here. It's like when a lot Ixnay. When someone Quiet. in court is going like, well, like in, when they're on trial, they're going, well, I committed that crime. I don't like, hey, no, no. <laughs> Cut it. Just stop talking. Don't say anything. <laughs> you shut up entirely from here on out. Uh, there's manatees in it. Because uh, <sighs> they were also on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, I think so. It's all just stuff that he's. That's what. That's what it is. It's all just stuff that he's seeing in his death dream. We barely know anything about Ryan Gosling himself, even though he's the only real character that we know in any way, way state or form, way, shape, or form. Uh, at one point, they walk into this. Why is Ewan McGregor the main character? That's I so don't know. strange. So stupid. It's because. Maybe uh, technically he's, he's like the one that's closest to it. Why is Ryan Gosling's death dream not about Ryan Gosling? Why is he second or third lead in his own death dream? Like, is is in his death dream is Ewan McGregor just another version of him? 
they, are they, they do the that same? a couple times. They do that a couple yeah, times where they, they call they're him, mirroring each other. And they call him Henry, even though that's not his name. Yeah, uh, Henry. And it's entirely just misdirection, because the, the movie, the whole time... Because if they had stuck with that idea, yes. maybe it, it would have made a little more sense. Yeah. Well, it, it is the, the only way in which this ending is satisfying at all is in the fact that well, while ends? you're watching it, you're going, like, I can't piece this together. Like, I... I like when you're two thirds, three three quarters of the way through, you're like, none of this is fitting together. I should have figured out what it is by now. And then when the end comes, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why. Because it is nothing. <laughs> it's not a thing. They weren't <laughs> building. But like anything. even when they do stuff that is supposed to be clever, like oh his paintings or the pic- the images from the Brooklyn Bridge that he saw as he was dying, you're like, don't care. <laughs> Move on. Who cares? They just think that it, maybe it's cool. <laughs> I wonder what Isn't makes that it maybe turn? cool. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's cool if the artist stuff that he's seeing while he's dying. Yeah. Well, I, I hope, you say I so, hope so. Let's hope people think that's cool. I don't know. There's fortune cookies. They play that massive attack song that they play in every single movie. Mm. There's a, a massive attack song in Eye of the Beholder as well. Massive attack was getting was making some real or no, money. No, it wasn't in Eye of the Hole. He wanted to score that one with with Massive Attack songs. That's what it was. Anyway. Massive Attack probably probably in 20, 30 movies, something yeah. like that. They had really good representation or something like that. I don't know how that worked. Representation matters. There's a part. Yes, it does, especially for Massive Attack. There's a part in it where uh, Ryan, Go- uh, Ryan Gosling goes, and he's talking about his guilt, but being vague about it, of course, to Ewan McGregor. I'm going to go to hell. Or maybe I'm already there. I don't know. And you're like, oh, maybe he's in hell. He's going to be in hell. No, 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 no. But they just keep on throwing out. <laughs> you died because there was a hailstorm on the bridge. That's why there was hail. Yeah. Shut up. That's right. <sighs> There's, this but it wasn't why. He died because his tire blew. It had nothing to do with the hail. Who cares? The, the, the tire went over a particularly big hailstone in blue. This is uh, Eddie Valiant. Uh, <laughs> and he's doing an American accent in this movie, too. <laughs> There's so much inadvisable American Well, the part where they finally make Ryan Gosling realize he's in a death dream by singing Shave and a Haircut <laughs> <laughs> was really Two good. Bits. Two bits. The Buddhists had it right all along. The world is an illusion. Ugh. Yeah. Barf. Sure enough, Just barf this movie. And it's true. I, I mean, like, what more can you say about? Because like everything else, it's you like imagine a bunch of cra- trippy visuals, crazy disjointed editing, stuff that me- is entirely meaningless, other than maybe it hits on some sort of themes that perhaps somebody wanted to discuss in vague terms along the way. Yeah, your it roommate in college in your dorm. Very much dorm room philosophy, as we say. Um, but I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. No, and there's it's, no, and it's it's not no, there's no point in digging into the mechanics of the narrative because there, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <clears throat> Very, it's 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 insulting. But I did, uh, I was I was talking about it to anybody who would listen. <laughs> I will give it that. That's why for some reason I have to give it some sort of weird edge over deception. Is that I couldn't stop talking, bringing up this the ending of this movie. Like, have no. you seen the movie no, Stay? The worst. I hated oh this one God. more just from talking about it. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's. I mean, you've heard us talk about it. It's uh, unacceptable. You yeah, can't do this. It's a terrible movie. It's just absolutely worthless. You've done. You've done a bad thing. Yeah. Talk about a compendium of human failure. <laughs> Damn. Uh, ratings. One Judd. Mm. Barely. It's like being charitable. I hated this movie. Uh, what? No Douglases, right? I don't uh, think so. 
They do. They do go to a, go to a peep club, but it's a very PG. That's rated. right. They go to the peep club. It's, it's, it's peeperama, but it's like PG strip. Club. Ryan Gosling's death dream is decidedly not horny. Yeah, I did. No. That's, I forgot about the uh, the Poor burlesque guy. show or whatever it is that they go to. That's yeah. I'll give it a half a Douglas for that. And I'm gonna give it um, ten out of ten. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> ten out of ten uh, delirious Janine Garofalo's. Wait, do you have any lines? Do we do lines? Do I think I, I I sprinkled in all the yeah. in- interesting alo- enough lines. I don't lines. think there is any. Everything you know is a fucking lie is another thing that somebody says. There, There's a part, I don't know what the context is, but I think this is Ewan McGregor talking to Naomi Watts, and he goes, tell me I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the thing that Bart Simpson says to Milhouse's mom during an episode where him and his own mom are estranged. Oh, my God. I'm going to give it, I'm going to change it. I'm going to give tell it 10 out, of 10, 10 out of 10 jokes about the King of Poland. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Here comes a joke about a King of Poland. Oh, boy. Oh, God. This should be good. This is always death. This is always death. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess I do. Even though I will talk to anybody within earshot about the uh, the, the atrocious ending of this movie, it is worse it's than funny, deception. You, you won't stop talking about it. It's starting <laughs> to get on my nerves. <laughs> we're, we're recording a podcast about it. That no, this is my death dream. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. oh, that sucks. I I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Worst here. possible conclusion is that my <laughs> life was just Matt Lynch's death. Oh my dream. god. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, <that> sucks. <laughs> don't you don't even want to know who you really are. <laughs> That's the worst work of art imaginable. Uh, uh, zero Douglases. I sort of shit don't remember anything. Uh, and I'm gonna definitely give it ten out of ten. Tragically bad arts. Yeah. Arts uh, plural. Arts. <laughs> well. Uh, okay. I, you guys know I, I give everything a little bit. I have a little higher of a scale when it comes to Juds. When it comes to Douglases, I have a little lower of a scale. Sure, sure. Um, I'm giving it one and a half Juds. I don't practically you know, Oscar worthy. I don't have to explain myself to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you kind of do. <laughs> um, I think I don't know it. It. It's not. It's a mo- It's like a movie that I watched. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I feel like I've seen shittier movies than this. I yeah, the guess. the plot sucked for sure, but it was a it was a you know the quality of the film was fine and the 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 staff the cast was great. They recorded all those images onto film and they 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 got them down for uh, and transferred them to the appropriate. And I loved seeing formats. Bob Hoskins. That was really fun. All of the dog was great. I'm giving it one and a half. Go for it. And I'm giving it zero Douglases. And I'm giving it 10 out of 10 uh, balloons going to balloon heaven. Which we oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's a whole scene that they never do jack shit with where, like, these piano movers are, like, hoisting a piano up to the top floor of a building and then a balloon gets let loose. And you're always like, at some point, that piano is going to come crashing down. It nope. sure doesn't. Nope. Reader, it certainly does not. That balloon was Benjamin Button's mom. <clears throat> <laughs> Great. <sighs> uh, all right. Well, let's say uh, we got that. We got that out of the way. Now let's let's go talk about another awful, awful movie that I at least this is the second time I've seen this one. You put this. This is the second time I've seen it too, but I hadn't seen it since it first came out on video. Wow. And at the time it came out, I fucking hated this. Like I hated it. It's worthy of. I being thought hated. That this was like one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. Watching it yesterday morning, uh, you put it very well when I texted you about it. This movie's too peculiar to hate. 
It's terrible. Don't get me terrible, wrong. Terrible, terrible movie. Absolutely a bad movie, but I found it um, like stupidly ambitious. Yeah. And um, it was try. It's it's trying to do all this stuff. I hate all the stuff it's trying to do, but it's it's up to something. But it is trying to do uh, like uh, all Stay is trying to do is be completely derivative, be these like the kind of movie that people were liking at the yeah. time. Deception. It's trying to rip off Derailed. This yeah. is a movie. I don't know what the fuck it's they're trying to, to do with this movie. I mean, it and is like, unique. It's inscrutable, and also like stylistically. What's going on? There's stuff going on here. Like, it's kind of a little Terry Gilliam. There's, like, yeah. uh, there's all this weird production design. The characters are, like, totally... They're, they're, nobody's human in this. By the way, the movie is called Eye of the Beholder. Eye of the Beholder. Or, yeah, and it's or a just, Christmas movie. Or just Of the Beholder, <laughs> if you go by what's actually on screen. Which Because oh. the title card is a shot of you and McCracken's eye, and then it says Of the Beholder. <laughs> and that's how you know you got something you that's, that, yeah. that, that, is trying, <laughs> that is real sweaty and trying real hard. It is definitely not, sweaty. Not pulling it off. Howdy, race fans. How's it hanging? Just fine, thanks. Boss wants a word. You're online. Sir? Personal problem has developed at home that I'd like you to take a look at. Yes, sir. If I blink, I might lose her. So? So the last time I blinked, I lost my wife, and I nearly lost my mind. I can't lose her. She's all I've got left. Who was he? You know the one. The one who waits outside for you and follows you around like a lost dog. Where is she? She went north about a half hour ago. Never reveal yourself to any man who doesn't need to know. And what other little tricks did you teach her? I taught her to survive, to fight, and never let them in. Sharks have a limited memory. Maybe only a minute or two. Sounds like a pretty good life to me. Uh, and it also features... Uh, our patron saint, Miss Ashley Judd. That's right. Uh, what's interesting about this to me is we we watched this movie. We were in the Splice Room before we started this podcast. We went through all the Ashley Judd movies. Cause for some reason, we had a bunch on VHS. And uh, and we were just like, let's do it. Let's watch all those classic Ashley Judd movies. And then we, we got to the point, because we watched, I think we kind of watched them in chronological order, Kiss the Girls, um... Double Jeopardy, my personal favorite. Ah, uh, Double Jeopardy. Twisted, High Crimes. They're Ashley Judd movies. Mm -hmm. And then we all were like, Eye of the Beholder, an Ashley Judd movie. It's came, it came right after that. Mm -hmm. It was during this period. And you're like, with that title, with Ash Ashley Judd, with Ewan McGregor, with this, here we go. Can't Another miss. Ashley Judd movie that's going to be like all the other Ashley Judd movies. And then we watched this. And we're like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Because this is not that. <clears throat> and you got to give it that. <laughs> Directed by Stephen Elliott, who did Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes, amongst other things that I didn't write down. It's the kind of bad movie that you you're like, this has to have been made by someone with some kind of vision. Yeah, oh it's for sure. It's not good, but like this isn't the work of a mediocre. This this has got to be a person who did something good. Yeah. It's based on a novel, and the novel's been turned into a movie once before. Oh really? What was the movie once before? Uh, it's I can't remember what it's called. It's directed by a guy named Claude Miller. Now that I know we're in your death dream, I don't trust anything you say. Yeah. Exactly. It came out in 83. Cool. I can't remember the name of it right now. It's like Deadly Web or something. I don't know. Uh, that sounds right. Any case, uh, so Ewan McCracken plays like 
I don't even a spy. This movie, sort of. this movie is lightly science fiction, by the way. There's just, a little just bit there. Are you, I mean, big you were introed, and yeah. he's like hacking, right? Yes. Well, he's like a diplomat spy. Yeah, it's 1999, and there's screens everywhere to mm-hmm. the extent that they were not in 1999. So I feel, I feel like it's supposed but to be. But it's all CRT screens too, so that's fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, but I, but I suspect it's supposed to be like eight years in the future. Yeah, it's, it's not little, like little... future, future, but like a little like a Strange it's... Days sort of thing. Or, or. I think it is some kind of attempt at like some thematic, some commentary. Wait, didn't something. I say? They're Wait, didn't they're trying I so make that stuff. comment about the liminal spaces meaning that there's no, uh, like there's no actual man-made time in this yeah, movie? Yeah, you did. Because everything takes place in like a hallway or a, or a street corner or an elevator or like a bell tower or like a lobby or something like that, rather than an actual space that people do shit in. Well, oh. there is a, there are scenes in diners and hotel rooms too. Yeah, but those are diners and hotel rooms. Those aren't homes those aren't like somebody's or, house. Uh, yeah, you know. I, don't uh, know. I was I was kind of joking when I made that comment, but also it's like I think you're onto eh. something there. And yeah. like, but there's something about like screens. Right, yeah, that too, know. for sure. And then also there's like a recurring motif of, of, of unhoused folks begging for money. That's right. So I think it's trying to say something about like identity and like like self-awareness. It's like trying, it's temporal, self-image. Temporality and... You know how like we were talking about stay and like anytime you're trying to like go, okay, so maybe it's trying to be like, the, and you want to just be like, no, because it's not doing anything. Yeah. With this movie, this, any, anytime you start, something pops up where you're like, is this movie trying to say something about it? Yeah, I think, I it, think is. it is. But it's I have no idea what. This movie's trying to do work. 50 yeah. things. Yeah. It's a wildly ambitious, complete failure. But it's but it's wildly ambitious. Yeah, you, you got to give him credit for that. He's trying to do like a sci-fi <clears throat> disturbing romance, like parable about surveillance state. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, and everyone's about, dressed like in the 1940s. It's weird. Yes, stylistically, it's all over the map too. It has a little bit of Dark City where it's like there's no identifiable. Uh, t- time period that you could pin it down to. Yeah. Some yeah. of it's futuristic. Some of it's in the past. <laughs> These are these are all things that you have to work at and, yeah. and to, to get across. This is not a not a tossed off lazy movie. Uh, no, it certainly isn't. I don't think that that by by the time that they were making this, anybody thought that they had anything. But I think that maybe when when they were just trying to make it, they thought that they had uh, something. Yeah, I don't know. When it was done, I don't know what anyone thought. But wow. Uh, Ewan, anyway, Ewan McGregor is the worst that he is in all of these movies. In this movie, Ooh, I don't know about he that. Is, I agree. Yeah. Awful in this movie. I think he's so bad. It is like fucking amateur hour. He's so bad. He's getting he gets blown out of the water no by charisma. Katie Lang, who is <laughs> yeah. a professional singer. She's not an actor. Mm-mm. She's blows it she blows him out of the and fucking he's just water. A, he's just a fucking creepy psycho in this, even more than he was in Deception. Yes, he's clearly trying to do some sort of like possibly on the spectrum, like or maybe he's he's like Phased, I mean, this faded is, out this is because a dark of, time for Ewan. This is a very dark time. I mean, this came out the same year as Phantom Menace. He at least gets to do a That's British. To me. He's doing That's a crazy. British accent in this one, so it's not as horrible. Uh, so as yeah, he American plays one. a British diplomat slash spy guy, who we were introduced to him using a like a a camera mounted on a sniper rifle to like watch a business guy have sex with his secretary in the office. I guess they're going to blackmail him or something. It's like a crazy gadget yeah. that has a microphone <clears throat> rigged up next to the rifle and a camera on it. Yeah. And, and he's like, like watching, you're seeing the images that it's recording on like his computer screens. 
It's just the stuff. moment you even see that device, you're going like, what, what the, the hell? Kind of. Also, throughout the first, like, I believe, like, ten minutes at, maybe of this movie, there's no score or soundtrack. Sure. It's literally mm-hmm. just like the noises. That there's all these occur. weird computer noises and stuff too, yeah. all over the soundtrack. <laughs> and he's like, trying. So it turns out that he works for some kind of spy, some government spy agency, and his handler is Katie Lang. Mm-hmm. And she, her name's Hillary. And Hillary and the boss, Mr. Hugo, come in, and Mr. Hugo is like, Ewan McCracken, I need you to discreetly figure out what is going on with my ne'er-do-well son who is absconded with a bunch of his trust fund money and getting, fi- into, trouble. getting into trouble, and I need you to follow him and find out what he's doing. This is your job somehow. Yeah, this is a, this is a thing that you <laughs> we need you to do. So he does, and he follows the guy around. And while he's doing this, while he's surveilling this young man, it's also come, it also becomes clear that Ewan McGregor has a possibly deceased dead, a possibly deceased daughter, a little girl <laughs> named Lucy. She is though, uh, and, and he hallucinates that he basically hangs out with her all the time. They try to pretend that she's real for maybe ten minutes. I don't maybe, think no. maybe less than that. It's really not that that long. No, it's I like feel like Im- it's immediately immediately when they're having that first conversation in the car, it becomes clear that she's because then real. someone knocks on the window oh, and he rolls right. down it's the window the and she's, she's not there. And then she's out of the thing. And then like and then he looks out right. the window and she's she's like, is it this guy that we're following? Yeah, uh, she like yes. hops around like a little. Yeah, I, I believe that when you come to find out what the case is, that his just his wife and daughter just left him. So this is just his. She's that's, not well, dead. That's even says, more pathetic. He says yeah. that what happened is that because he because of his job, that she was forced to move around at random every several months or so. He calls it a dislocation. Oh, like a witness protection type thing. Yeah, because and then he's like, and then one day she moved and they didn't tell me where she went and I never saw her again. Yeah, oh, shit. which I don't even understand what he's talking about. There it makes no sense. Or maybe but that's at no what point, he's telling at himself. At no point, right? We, do we conclusively find out like, oh, the what daughter died to her, yeah. or anything like that? Correct. I anyway. think I like to think it's more pathetic if the daughter just they, they just yeah. left him yeah. and he right. still visualizes her as some sort of ghost who like like phases in and out of existence. Yeah, and stuff. I mean like, I, th- that's extra crazy. I remembered this as being like unfollowable. Oh, but it's a bad movie. I found, but I found the plot pretty concrete, like for the most part. Like, easy I mean, compared is. to Stay, dude. Yeah, right. Like, there's a lot more to hold on to right this now. This is presumably all happening. Yes. So anyway, he's besides so, the little as, girl, as he's surveilling this young man, he follows him, and and he and the guy meets with this alluring, sexy lady, Ashley Judd, and they go back to his apartment. Where there she starts to seduce him and then brutally murders. Wait, him. <laughs> she like lays down a tarp. She puts out tarp. Yeah, she's a serial. And he's killer. like, he's like, oh, a tarp. Like, what? What are you fucking? Very sexy gonna tarp. Happen? Yeah, the dude is really like, oh, really? Yeah, she like right out she the lays tarp, down huh? the tarp and he's like, oh yeah, and then she blindfolds him. He's like, uh huh, okay. <laughs> and then she murders him, and it turns out, like, yeah, how many she's times a does serial a sexy killer. girl like put down a tarp and then you guys have like really great sex and you had to put it down? What? Because she just lays so wet. Well, a man like me knows. That when a girl is really horny, she's well, got to put I just know how many tarp. times I've had tarp sex. <laughs> tarp sex. <laughs> I, uh, uh, wet this, and wild, This did baby. remind me of a yeah, thing Yeah, I get a I, slip and slide and just... Oh, God. I'm sorry to talk about this subject matter, but like working, I worked at Scarecrow for 10 years, and you just look at porno all the time. Porno, 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 because you're <laughs> shelving it. Yeah. Check, batching it in, and there was one that was called like oil... <laughs> oil like overload. Oil overload. <laughs> That's right. It's yep. oil overload. And they have a picture 
of the spot, not with people on it, but of the spot where <laughs> the, the action oil. happens, and it's just a big oil tarp yep. with oil in it, and then a bunch of dildos thrown into it. Just that, but no people on it, and it's like, well, how do you here's, do it? here's the playing what, field. When you do it, what do you do? That's exactly what I do. i just never seen it visualized like that before. Okay. And my tarp's a lot smaller. That's true. Yeah, you have a little <laughs> tiny tarp. <laughs> it's like the size of a napkin. You should be embarrassed. I am embarrassed. <laughs> but, you, but you make up for it because the dildos are really tiny, too. They're like <laughs> yeah. they're like gummy size. Because I show that picture to people, and they're like, oh, wow, this is going to be a real big tarp. I'm like, no, no, no. No, tiny it's tarp. actually about as big as a silver tiny, dollar. Tiny it's dildos. Little, little gummy dildos. <laughs> <laughs> LGDs. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyways... Um, so yeah, yeah she so lays turns out, out she's a serial incredibly. killer. Incredibly, uh, this is this is the part. I mean, the whole movie's been very weird. This is like ten minutes in, and this is the part when I watched it the first time. We were everybody we was just looking at each other, going like, "What, what? the fuck yeah. kind of movie?" She stabs the shit. It's unmistakable. It's not like the sort of thing. No, it's like a basic instinct stabbing. Like she goes to town on it's this e- guy. It's less. It's even less mysterious than basic instincts. This like, girl in, went in, to like the school of Gone Girl for sure. Absolutely, yeah. but in basic instincts, it's like, did she do it? We didn't see her face during that opening scene. Right, we yeah. don't know who. It's like, nope. Ashley Judd, stab, 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 yeah, yeah. brutally, blood everywhere. And then she does her beautifully unique uh, cry slash wail. Yeah, she yeah. does. That's absolutely insane. Blood curdling. Oh my god! It's Ashley it's, Judd does this ghoulish. some sort of hyper uh, emotionality in all of these movies. It's very funny. It's so but this ghoulish. is what she says after she does her stabbing, and this is part of her mo: mm-hmm. stab, 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 blood everywhere. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, boy, yep, what a she picture! Has, she has some extreme daddy issues. Because <laughs> left her. But okay, hey, so what do you expect is going to happen if you leave your daughter? Ewan McGregor, his character, is already weirdly obsessed with Ashley Judd, the serial killer. Just like in Stay. And he decides to continue to follow her and assist her in covering up her crimes. But she's not quite aware. She's not quite aware of that yet. And also, his obsession with her might have something to do with the fact that he likens her somehow to his deceased or missing little girl. He even... uh conjures up his little girl saying don't leave her daddy she's just a little girl which just is little girl. so creepy very creepy so while we're on the subject this is skipping to the end but this is just a line that he says to her just to give you an idea of mm-hmm. how on the fucking nose some of this stuff is I'm just a daddy who lost his little oh. girl oh. and you're a little girl who lost her daddy so that's it end of story that's <laughs> 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 So fucking gross. And that's so, that's one of the eight, also, eight guys, things he's trying to do. Ewan McGregor is decidedly not a daddy in this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he does he's not have just daddy such energy. such a fucking dork, a psycho, obsessive, <laughs> little pathetic dweeb in this. Yeah. He is so, this is one of the, this is like a full-on amateur like, hour I've never felt more negatively awful. about Ewan McGregor than after we watch these movies for this episode. Uh, we'll just have to watch the prequels again after this. This okay. movie cost $35 million. Jesus, I mean, really? Ashley Judd was at the top of her power, like, was at the peak of her, maybe not the peak, but she was still a huge, huge star. Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. was a huge star. And I think it was maybe like, this is the director of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We're gonna we're doing some art. We're, let's do some art here. Let's yeah. make a real, let's make a real movie here. And, uh, whoops. Yeah, whoops, whoops indeed. It's very embarrassing. I think Ashley Judd is at least doing what Ashley she's Judd does. She's doing fine. I think she's this okay. Is, this is Ashley Judd in her in that gear. Yeah. Except for the time. But but in every single movie that she does, in this, where she's in the pocket, she's steely-eyed, and that's what we like. But she has these moments of emotional meltdown mm-hmm. where you go like, ugh. She's not as good at doing that as she is as being a badass. Yeah. <laughs> she is being the badass, and so you get both of those <clears> in this. 
And she just happens to be, instead of being a, a badass, she is a psychotic serial killer. Yeah, she she hates men. She's a killer of men. Yes. She, Ewan McGregor helps her cover up another murder right away at the train station. This is where, where it gets almost into magical realism territory. Deliberately so, I think. Yep. Yes. It's a little bit magical realism. Then, uh, But what happens is there's the douchebag on the train. He's following her around. Uh, and there's some douchebag is trying to sell her an opal or something. I don't know what the fuck. I'm sure that means something. Um, well, she's into she's into stones and numerology and astrology. And she's also uh, she has a lot of wigs. Yeah, she has a lot of she wigs. Is a, she was like a wig seller or a she wig maker it. or something. She, she learned, learned it from her it. headmistress. From her headmistress. We'll get At to the that. girls' boarding school. Mm-hmm. There's so many random details in this movie that sounds so dumb and bizarre saying them out loud. <laughs> yeah, she's a wig maker. She learned her trade from the headmistress at the girls' boarding school before Played she by became Genevieve. a serial killer. Genevieve Bujol. Uh but like, but you and me, like, we don't see quite what happens with uh, Ashley Judd and this douchebag guy. I think she's kind of goes like, maybe I'm seducing you, and she's like, okay, maybe. Cut to you and McGregor. Like the 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 train has stopped. You and McGregor's walking up to the window where this uh, to to a window on the train, and it looks kind of like yellowish greenish in the window. You can't tell. And then he his the corpse of this guy floats to the window because <laughs> yeah. he's the bathroom of the train <clears throat> has been flooded and he's been drowned in it. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's that quite is, the it image. Really weird. You gotta at least go like. Yeah. I mean, it's a like, cool image. It's a cool image else. for sure. And sometimes the movie does something where you're like, I haven't seen anything like that before. And you cut to you get the classic shot of someone opening the door and the flood of water, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's killed two people. One she brutally stabbed to death. And they kind of like abandon this her being a serial killer thing like well, halfway into the movie as well. Well, certainly, like the cops start to catch up to her. Yeah, and then like the one cop comes to her apartment and she kills him. That's right, she kills a cop. And now Ewan McCracken has basically like full time devoted himself to following her around and and like being her guardian angel. And like Katie Lane like can't get like him to tell them like what, what no, he's, he's doing still, or whatever. He's still pretending to be following the boss's son. Yeah, but they're getting frustrated because he's like not giving them actual information or yeah. whatever, and so they're like he's. We can't even get a hold of him anymore. Yeah, and and he all, and he also uh, wants to. He's like using his resources to like try to figure out who she is and like learn about her past and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I believe that they follow her. He follows her from like New York to Chicago to like this Alaska, like all the, over the place. At the end, the, it ends in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. One of the many big swing visual motifs that this movie tries to do. You and McGregor collects. Uh, snow globes yes, of each city he that he goes into, and they keep doing these shots where the camera zooms into the snow mm-hmm. globe of the next city that she's going to, Chicago, yeah. and then it will phase yeah. into the actual <laughs> cityscape itself. The movie is trying on all these different fronts to be like yeah. original it's, and innovative. I, I found it kind of at least formally arresting in a few, in more than a few spots. Even if it's stuff you don't like, you got to be like, well, that's something that you had to try to do. That's a genuine idea. Yeah. That's even if I don't like it, that's creative. It's got a million things more going on than any of the other two movies we watched. Absolutely, <laughs> even though it's still. It's just as bad. Just as bad. <laughs> it's just as bad as the other two. It just happens to be trying harder. Yeah. Um, uh, but she falls under. She falls in with Patrick Bergen, who is a blind man. Okay, this is the second movie with a blind guy That's out right. of the th- two out of three. So she she meets Patrick Bergen in the train station. He is, has a lot of money, but also I, I do believe she actually falls in love with him. She does. They they fall in love. I like them together. And they're they're gonna get married. They're cute. And he like opens up a like. An astrology and numerology store for her. Oh like. yeah, she's always talking about how she's a Pisces. Yeah. Totally. And uh, she like wears a uh, a little Pisces necklace too. 
Her, yeah. her numerology store is called Canvas in the Sky. Beautiful. Gorgeous. And Patrick Bergen declares it Charlotte's, Charlotte's Den of Astrology and Numerology. And she really is in love with this guy. And, and then, of course, because there's all kinds of s- symbolism and stuff in this movie, the reason that she's able to fall in love with this man instead of murder him is because he's blind. blind. Can't see her for what she really is. Don't mm-hmm. we all wear masks, too, when you think about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Hugh McCracken, and then Hugh McCracken <laughs> puts a stop to this because Hugh he's McCracken like, literally this is fucking hilarious. He thinks that she's going to murder him, and so he was gonna, she's going to try to stop them from getting married. They're on the there's way funny, to the wedding. Funny, on the way to the we get to, Before we get to that, there's a really funny scene, too. This, this Outside the house? Outside the house. Yeah. This is extremely funny. And then it gets even funnier. Okay. Because yeah. he's so outside the house. straight up. She is in love with Patrick Bergen, probably ready to leave all of her serial killing ways behind, was just looking for a man who could love her. And she found one, and he's rich. Everything's f- working great for Ashley And Judd. I think they have pretty good chemistry, too, in their scenes. Sure. I mean, I'll again, Ashley Judd, not the problem with this movie. Um, and so Ewan McGregor's, like, hiding behind a log, and then she, like, leaves, and she's like, we're going to go get married tomorrow, Patrick Bergen. And he goes, yeah, that's good. I'm happy. Great. <laughs> she gets into a car, drives away, and Patrick Bergen, using blind powers, can yeah. hear. He's like, I, I know guess, you're out there. I know you're out there, you and McCracken, or just someone. He doesn't know that it's him. I know that someone's out there. Come out, come out and talk to me or whatever. Counselor. And, uh, hilariously, and I'm going to put that. I, I got the video of this site. But you and McGregor, he's. he's uh, He's behind this log, and he's like, ah, I've been caught. <laughs> and then he goes, what he decides to do is pop up, run over to him, punch him in the face, <laughs> punch a blind man in the face. Ewan McGregor sucks in this. He starts kicking him in the stomach, and he's going, open your eyes, you stupid blind bastard. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. And then he sprints away. Yep. Like the scene at the like in Train Spotting. Outstanding. It's like they Absolute start playing psycho. Lust for Life and shit like that when he's running. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> psycho nuts. behavior. And then it gets funnier. Ewan right, McGregor, he's been living in a bell tower. You better believe it. Literal hunchback of Notre Dame over here watching... <laughs> Ashley Judd we, try we, to live her best we, life. We find out that he's been living in the bell tower because it cuts to the bell ringing and he wakes up and he's like in his, he's got like a cot in there and he's like there's pigeons and he's stuff. Got his, he's got his ghost or whatever his little ghost daughter. Hologram daughter. Well doesn't he tell he her to like leave or something and she does, At she's a not around point, for like, a while? I've got to leave you behind there last oh, I think he leaves her in the bell tower. Yeah he leaves her in the bell tower and that's and that's when <laughs> he starts some, to get even crazier. But like, well, he decides boy, he's got to put a stop to this wedding. This is fucking so funny. So they're in the car driving to the chapel and he starts shooting at the car. <laughs> this is the first time I thought that he had just he just had I didn't a microphone. Re- I didn't know that that actually had gun powers. Yeah it looks it's like I thought at the beginning when you see it it's like you're like that's a gun and then you find out no it's a microphone. He's an actual like sniper murderer. But he does have, he does have a gun capability in this mm-hmm, weird mm-hmm. device thing. He shoots the car once, shoots the car twice, and he's like, ah, come on. And he shoots it <laughs> again. This is in San Francisco, hills everywhere. The car swerves, gets completely plowed by another car. No, it's by like a semi-truck. By a semi-truck. Like, <laughs> a semi-truck like slowly like crushes it into like the side of a building. Yeah. Patrick Bergen. Patrick Bergen is crushed dies. to death. He's dead. Ashley Judd survives. She's Hugh wailing. McGregor. She's Hugh wailing McGregor. like a banshee yeah. of Inishirin. She's like, my husband, my husband. So both of our quote are like supposed romantic leads in this movies are murderers. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, she's like doing some real oh, like yeah. eight, you know, twelfth gear yeah. like acting hysterics and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's fucking nuts. And at this point he's trying like trying harder to track her down too because he goes to see Genevieve Bujold at the at the boarding school because he's got like he actually identifies her off some DNA evidence from a pubic hair. <laughs> What a fucking creep. He sprints into her apartment, grabs a pube from her. This is the oh, and this was this after is. that image of her taking a bath and him on the other side of the wall in the bathtub, like, feeling the wall where he knew that mm-hmm. she was taking a bath. Oh. He's just such a creep I do that. in this. We to all. your neighbor? To your yeah, next door yeah, neighbor? Yeah. Every cool. Scotsman does listening. it. <laughs> Every single Scottish person does it. 
<laughs> Rowdy Roddy Peeper. Listen um, to the music. He's evil. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of movie that's going to have Ewan McGregor holding a pube up to the camera and you get a tight close-up of that pube. Like, yeah, all right. And it turns out, yeah, she was like abandoned by her father, grew up in, as in an orphanage. Yeah. You know. So uh, she you become a serial killer. That's what happens. Yeah, that's her daddy issues. Uh, uh, is this Jason Priestley it, time she, yet? She's happy <laughs> to leave yet. behind those those her serial killer ways once she found a man who couldn't see her. Um, uh, so now she's on the she's on the run. She's on the lamp. Well, she, and we find, we also find out that she lost her baby. Lost the baby. All she was pregnant due to the accident. Ewan McGregor did, made all this happen, of course. Yeah, and he's he's feels pretty guilty about it, but not guilty enough to stop doing any of this she, shit. She's out and about driving through Death Valley. He's following her. Snow globes are just racking up. She has a run in with Jason Priestley, this Jason. drug addict rapist. Oh, God. Priestley. Douche extraordinaire, Jason Priestley in this. She has like car trouble, so she ends up having to like hook up with him a little bit. And they're in a hotel room. And Jason Priestley uh, tries to shoot her up with heroin. He actually does. Yeah, I mean, he, he succeeds in yeah. shooting, he's shooting her up with heroin. He's about to rape her. This is how. He, this is before he goes bad. You, you know that he's a sleaze bag. We, oh, we yeah. don't know just how bad. But at one point, she's in the bathroom, and uh, for some. Oh, and for she loses for the baby from this though. Oh, from this part. Or maybe yeah. it's from okay. this. I don't know. It's right after this because she gets beat up to shit by Jason Priestley and like almost raped, and that's how she loses the baby because okay. she's in the convent after this. But uh, but he goes. Uh, this is what he he kind of like says under his breath to her while she's in the bathroom. He goes, "You could lay your dentures on my bedside table any day of the week, princess." And she goes, "What was that?" And he goes, "Nothing. Forget it." <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no." The men Brandon. in this movie, I swear. Yes, uh, like like Ashley Judd is a serial killer in this movie, and it, it comes across better than yeah most anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then at a certain point, he flips out into full on rage mode and stuff, and he starts speechifying. I think this is def- definitely one of those Jason Priestley is gonna get to show another side of Jason Priestley. I'm gonna stretch. You think you know me as whatever character my character's name was on whatever show that was that I was on? <gasps> uh, possibly Melrose Place or the other one. Nine hundred two one. Nine hundred two one. That's right. I do that. Come on. And uh, but no, Jason Priestley could be a could be an absolute psychopath too. <laughs> and this is like he starts speechifying when he's got her like all knocked out or whatever. Like, ladies and gentlemen, step right up to the freak show and see for the first time in this country the amazing pin cushion. Treat yourself, folks, and watch the bearded the bearded lady cut herself to ribbons. Yikes! All right. Uh, anyway, Ewan McCracken interrupts this and beats the hell out of Jason Priestley. Yep. And she steals his car later somehow. Wait, she goes to like a church. Pro- probably. She goes to like a convent, and then he like that's when Ewan McGregor like checks on her, and then the like nun lady is like she lost the baby. Mm-hmm. I think that might be after she drives away in her car. It is because he, she takes the car, and and Ewan McGregor's like, "Where's the car? Where's the car?" I mean, like, right. at this point in the movie, there is no plot. No, my notes right here for this point in the movie is I've lost the grip of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and the movie has lost the grip on itself for the, it like totally the has. last forty five minutes of the movie. It's just Ashley Judd driving around and and Ewan McGregor like following around. It right. doesn't really have a plot. Well, he loses her here. She drives away, and the last thing you see is him him like literally running down the road. Ah. And and like we don't know where she is and blah blah blah. And then he picks then uh, then he believe he goes to the convent. I kind of picks up the yeah. trail there. Yeah. And then uh, are we in Alaska yet? Then he tails her to Alaska where she is now living life meekly as a waitress in a diner. Yeah. It's just snow everywhere and then a bunch of trailers and a diner. Yeah. And he's been coming in Alaska. and hanging out at this diner and trying to like strike up a relationship with her. Cuz now he's again. like a regular at the diner. Yes. 
and um, one one day, he notices that a couple of cops have turned up too. I remember as soon as they were in Alaska too. Just by the way, I looked at how much time was left in the movie, and it was like thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus Christ! This goes on for a while. What? So first, the co- <laughs> these cops show up, and he kind of he susses them out, and then there's a long scene where. They strike up a friendship, like Hugh McGregor and, and Ashley just strike yeah, they a friendship. Stay after hours. They stay after hours drinking whiskey. and like sort of telling each other's secrets. Like he talks about his he tell he tells that ridiculous nonsensical story about his daughter. She talks about her dad. She talks about how she feels suicidal and worthless. Yeah. We find the story. We, we get the visualization of the story where her dad leaves her in an alley mm-hmm. uh, when she was a little kid, and that's On why Christmas the daddy whatever, don't leave yeah. me stuff. And there's like a lot of like Hugh McGregor's ghost daughter keeps telling her, "Don't leave her, daddy." She's just a little girl. She's just a little little girl boy this stuff is weird yeah it is it is like dry heavy this is like um in gone girl when ben affleck's twin sisters yeah yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much yeah she um, was my student <laughs> uh then the cops show up again and they've got genevieve bujold with them so they're, yeah. they're definitely there to, to try to catch ashley judd and ewan mccracken is like you know like let's get out of here you know, and she's like, "Well, I'm off at five. I can't wait that long. I get, you know, get in the car. We're going right now. We're going in five minutes." And Genevieve, Genevieve Bujold kind of like helps them escape too, because like when they're walking away, he like mouths "Thank you" to her. Yeah, because she could she, go, she was like, her, but she was doesn't. like, the the police officers were like, "Is that her?" And she's like, "No, that's definitely not her." Even though it's obvious she like recognizes her and stuff, because she cares. Because she, I mean, basically she brought her up, right? Yeah, like, she, taught that's her to, she taught her, her how, how to have, have wigs. wigs. Taught her how to wear wigs, and she <sighs> thought she was ex- she was exceptional compared to other girls. Right. I know that she's going to become a very good serial killer <laughs> later on, and then not be a serial killer anymore later uh, on. They go back to Ewan McCracken's oh god trailer, and, and this is where you get this. It's almost it's almost like a scary reveal. It where is. He pulls the curtain. He's such a psycho. <laughs> and you see all of the snow globes, and you know each snow globe represents a city that he followed her to, yeah. and it's like a hundred. He basically has like a shrine to her. Well, because of that, and because of a few other things, she realizes now that the guardian angel that she was sort of talking about is actually is a him, and that he's like been stalking her, mm-hmm. and she freaks out, As she shoots should. him. Yeah. Which seems to have no effect on him at all. It like knocks him down, but he's fine. Is he, does he have a bulletproof vest on? It's or never revealed. Uh, it's that's the kind of movie it is. He, <laughs> she shoots him nuts. like at close range with a three fifty seven. Knocks Magnum. him backwards. Knocks him several back. feet. He's totally. He gets up and is able. He seems perfectly fine. Ah, come back. So maybe he's wearing a vest. Hey, you know what? I'll give it that. At least I don't, I don't think have so. to. Why have would the... he be wearing a vest every single day in Alaska? I don't know, <laughs> but at least we don't have to have the scene where he like opens up his shirt yeah. and you see the bullet pulls vest. the yeah. bullet off. A thing that no <sighs> one does. Um, <sighs> I did have this, or or it's just more of, <laughs> just or it's Verified. just another element of the movie's magical realism. Yeah, you got. I bet. I guess with a movie like this, they just There's expect just no you to go like, "Hey, it's a the movie is magical." At this point, I knew it was about to be over, and I'm just like, <laughs> "All right, I'm rolling with this. Let's oh, go." Oh boy! And so then got she takes chase. off in his car, and he gets on a motorcycle and catches up with her, and then she drives off a snowbank. <laughs> this movie's fucking crazy. Crashes into yeah. crashes into the ice on the top of a lake, and Ewan McGregor extracts her from the car. This is really. I thought that this was really funny because I she, think that. She goes, I wish you love, and dies, and then the movie is Why does she say that to him? I don't know. 
this is where our story is. Oh, okay. Okay, but like I say, she crashes into the ice, and I suspect that this is a case where they ha- where they tried to rig something up where the car was sliding into yeah. the ice, and he has to pull her out just doesn't, at the last doesn't minute. Doesn't happen. And they couldn't get it to work properly yeah. because he's like, oh, shit, 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 and he pulls her out, and it's like, the car wasn't. Yeah. No, even she didn't even <laughs> look like she was going to die, and then she dies. I don't think she died. I don't, I don't recall her dying. No, she says, I wish she you dies. love, and that's it. Yeah, she dies in his arms. Yep. Or she just passes out and then is stuck with a psycho, caring for her misery style. And then they play a song. I don't remember the artist's name. And they uh, and the, the the first lyric of the song is, "This is where our story ends." <laughs> yep. This movie is absolutely wow. Fashion. I mean, what kind of movie is this? It's got thriller elements. I think it's trying to be some sort of fatalistic, twisted romance, magical realism. Yeah. Uh, it's lightly science fiction for some reason. It's heavily stylized. And they're trying to establish that there's some sort of connection between these two characters, but it doesn't, doesn't come through emotionally at all. I mean, Ashley Judd is the, the most likable character by default, and yeah. she is a serial killer who is introduced stabbing a guy to death. If they did have tarp. more of a connection, maybe it would have worked better but i don't know because since they don't it just makes everything you McGregor does be so stalkery and fucking yeah. creepy and this, weird this has fingerprints all over it of like something that was not what was originally conceived yeah. wait did you say this was a book before or was it something else this was a book okay i, can I, wa- I wonder what the differences are yeah I, I i'm not probably, ever probably one of those to find read out. It, yeah probably one of those unadaptable books that they tried to adapt anyways like to, even cowgirls get the blues or something like yeah. that yeah i mean they did make this into another movie um I, yeah, I feel like there's fingerprints all over this of it not being what was conceived like maybe it was heavily uh edited you know, to for to you know to appease a financier or a producer, or the script was changed from its original conception into something that was supposed to be more marketable. Whatever. Um, there's too much going on in this for me to go like, well, they just blew it. You know, I feel like there was something more coherent at one point that did not make it to the screen. I can't prove that. It's just it's just a hunch. And it's a bad bad, bad. movie, yeah. but it is it's like. I remember. I think I remember watching it the first time and just having this feeling like this: this person who did this had to have done something good beforehand to get a, be allowed well, to Priscilla's do something really good. like this. And, and it, it turned out it was Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and it's like, okay, yes, it, that actually totally makes sense. And uh, that guy did not get many more opportunities. I don't believe. I think this might have been the end of that for him. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Priscilla is really good, and and it was just sort of. It's like sometimes directors get that next chance, and they really. They really go for broke, mm-hmm. and it go and it doesn't work out, yeah. and that's what and that's what this is. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but it's well. This is the second time I watched it, and I was dreading it. Like mm-hmm. remember, remember when I was uh, my uh, the boiler was broken in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I had to take those cold showers. It was like this when I was putting this movie in. It was like the same as when I was about <laughs> to jump stepping in. into I was the like, shower, I was like, <laughs> psyching myself up and just tensing my body. Like okay, okay, do it. And yep. then I and then I watched it this time, and I'm not gonna say that I liked it. But it is just like, God damn, every two minutes something completely insane happens yeah. and you're like, I can't believe this is a movie. Like I kind of do recommend it if you're really into strange movies. I'm kind of interested in watching the nineteen eighty three French movie. Yeah. It's Isabella Johnny is the yeah. main lady in it. I don't know. Yeah, Johnny it's, be good. It, it says it it has all right reviews. I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe you will. Oh, maybe I will. Any uh, more lines? Uh, this is Bujold talking about uh, how 
you know, her mentorship with her. I taught her to survive, how to fight, and to never let the motherfuckers in. <sighs> Survival of the fittest, Joanna, mm. is what I would have said. It's an example of what I would have said. <laughs> this is just KD Lang talking to Ewan McGregor, because Ewan McGregor goes off uh, and just starts off, stalking Ashley Judd. And he's, he's doing a bad job of doing his job, so he'll check in with KD Lang. Uh, every now and again, and this is one thing that she says to him, and I'm just like, is this some Australian phrase or something? <laughs> or she goes, where the hell have you been? You go shitting through a tea towel. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that one either. That That's was the weird. line. One more time. You go shitting Where the hell have you been? That's the context. You go shitting through a tea towel. I That's thought, it. I, I thought that it wasn't like, where have you been? You've been doing this. It was like, I'm not helping you. Where have you been? You can go shit through a tea towel. Yeah. I don't know. I have no she idea what it She just says it weird. Oh, it could it could just be like a weird reading or something, but very very strange. I've never heard that before. I've never heard either. I'm either gonna way, be saying it all the time now. Yeah, you've, uh, you've been saying it all week. It's <laughs> this, very is frustrating. Like, <laughs> this is a thing that some characters say about you and McGregor. I think it's like KD Lang talking to one of her coworkers or something. I thought this was funny though. He's gotten a lot worse since his wife and kid went AWOL. It's like yeah, that, yeah, that would yeah, probably what? that probably wouldn't help a guy <laughs> all that much. Um. Uh, Maybe, and this is this is Ashley Judd weirdly talking about um, her angel that who turns out to be Ewan McGregor. My angel, maybe he'll come back someday and bury me in my favorite graveyard in Valdez. And I bet he does. The kind of person who has a favorite graveyard. You guys don't have favorite graveyards. Maybe that's what that final image is over the end credits of the. Maybe that's her grave. Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, I do actually. Kind of, I did think this line was funny and this is at the end when she's pointing a gun at Ewan McGregor after the the reveal of all of his terrifying snuggle hoops <laughs> and she and he goes no 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 don't do this to me yeah yeah <laughs> I know that you do this but not, not to, to me, me. yeah um when he's in the so diner fuck around and find out kind of thing when he's in the diner ordering breakfast and he was like one order the omelet with herbs oh I mean herbs, herbs. I mean herbs, herbs. Mm, weird yeah, we would totally like Americans will totally call you on that shit. Yeah, you we lighting. won't know what the yeah, fuck that's you're like the German about. or the American Herbs? three. Get, go the fuck back across the pond, yeah. you sack of shit. You lie me, you lie me. <laughs> we beat your ass in World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh God. Ratings. Jesus. I'm giving this two and a half juds. Mm. It automatically gets one jud. Oh yeah. Goddamn right it does. But I'm it giving it two to. and a half. I there's a part of me that would want to give this three just because I found it, as you said, too peculiar to hate. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. It's terrible. Don't make no mistake. It's a bad. It's movie. failing at the stuff that it's trying to it's do. It's an absolute failure. But I was mesmerized by it. Um, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. Um, there's some nudity in this movie. There's some nudity. There's the yeah. scene where the cop tries to tries to fuck her. Ashley uh, Judd's naked at one point when yeah. she's getting into the bathtub. Like, yeah. geez. Uh, you know the the whole thing where Jason Priestley tries to assault her. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. It's 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 yucky. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten healthy bouts of tarp sex. <laughs> <laughs> Very healthy, though. Yeah. I, the, the tarp sex in this movie didn't seem particularly healthy. Yet. Not she for him. She does stab him a thousand times. Well, you got to be the guy with a knife. <laughs> While wailing about her daddy. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm going to give... I, I like that. I'm. Uh, Judds are different than stars. Like They can, they mean different things. 
And, of course, you got to give it the one, Judd. Uh, but I'm going to give it two and a half as well. I mean, this is awful. Mm-hmm. But, it, God damn, if it's not something. Yep. I can't say it isn't something. And, watching, and again, watching it the second time, it, I'd certainly in, I'd, God, I'd enjoy feels like the wrong word for it, but that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Feels I enjoyed wrong, it more. But I, did I was it. just constantly going like, "Geez, what? Whoa!" Like it's it's a fucking crazy movie, and like after what you know, after watching two movies that are decidedly just derivative horseshit, nothing, just trying to rip off other movies that they've seen and make a quick buck, just to, to watching a person try to make a legit yep. some sort of statement as flawed and fucked up and weird and stupid as it is, you're like, you tried something. Yeah, credit where credits due. Uh, I'll also give it two Douglases for the stuff to mention, and I'll give it uh, 275 snow globes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a maniac. <laughs> I love how much you hated him in this. Like, it's deserve it. He's awful. Uh, God, under the guise of him like loving her? Jeez, give me cares. a break. Fuck him. Uh, I'm giving it two and a half Judds as well. I think that's a solid score for this. There's, there's a lot of like when we when we pointed out very like you guys said very unique and interesting stuff uh it it doesn't all work together it's like putting a bunch of like cool ingredients or like delicious ingredients in a soup and then it tastes like shit because you just like put it all in Mm -hmm. and you didn't really cook it or you didn't really do anything you just kind of like put it yeah Yeah. um i'm gonna give it one and a half douglases i didn't think it was that i mean there's like the gross assault stuff and like I guess a little nudity but it didn't strike me as being particularly uh, sleazy nor sexy. It's kind of a movie with lots of like a lady in her underwear covered in blood walking around for a long yeah, time. Yeah and you know what stuff. I think that's, that's good stuff. fine. Yeah. What you come for? Um, And then I'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 wigs. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Joel yeah. taught her the power of wigs. Yep. Taught her everything she knows. Well we did it. That was a hard one. That's, yeah, that's a I, tough one. That my was... entire like standing on Ewan McGregor shifted. He's bad. He's mostly it, bad. The, uh, yeah, he, he's not a guy who's going to rise to a thing. I think you can find a thing. It's material dependent. Material dependent. Um, but he's he's not he's not going to bring anything. Yeah. Very material dependent for sure. He you have to meet him. He's not going to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But he's awful. Hey, he's so like an eye. He's bad in all three of these. An eye of the beholder. It is a liability, and it and it makes you wonder. And, he, and I, you're watching it, and you're going, "Has More this guy like ever been good at anything?" Eye of the beholder. Am I right, people? <laughs> good. And that's the oh, last word right there. There we go. So uh, what next, we time, next time we're doing a Mother's Day episode. Yeah. Yes. We're doing three movies about bad moms. I think we should call it Bad Mothers. But bad Mothers is great. Bad Mothers is good. We don't want to brainstorm it. Well, we can brainstorm, well, but no, tentatively no, no. we'll, we'll tentative. talk about Bad Mothers, and we're going to do Mother's Day, mm-hmm. one of the movies, Mother's Boys, and Jamie one that I've always wanted to see but never actually bothered to check out, Hush. Hi, with Jason Patrick? No, that's Rush. <laughs> Wait, I feel like there are a few different movies called Hush, though. This one oh. is Gwyneth Paltrow pregnant, Jessica Gwyneth. Lange okay. is crazy mother-in-law. Oh, I love Jessica Lange. I'm so excited. with this, but wow. Um, so I'm should be stoked. good. Okay, I, th- uh, I, I totally had it confused Gwyneth with Rush Paltrow. when it up. I was like, I guess there must be something about a mom in that movie. I no. don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow, a recent dollar winner yeah, in her yeah. lawsuit. That was funny. God bless her. Good for her. Uh, uh, truly, right. truly entertaining villain, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Until next God time, do what? Uh, follow us on uh, Patreon. We got so so much stuff to you listen to. You can't afford on not there. to. Really, you can't afford not to. I mean, my God, hours and hours <coughs> and it's not days of entertainment on there for under our, five dollars. Our big deluxe like mm-hmm. uh, Fincher episodes mm-hmm. and oh, 
just amazing. Lots of good stuff. Amazing shit on there. Uh, follow us on Twitter if if it still exists by this point. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is, is out there. Yeah, we Travis posts fun clips of stuff that we've talked about. If you if you don't want to commit to ever watching the full movie of what, <laughs> of what we trash talk on here, if something's truly <laughs> nuts, I try to I try to get it up there if I can. Uh, and that can, and that's fun. We all like that kind of thing. Maybe we'll post my dog. Yeah. Oh, you got to you got to post my dog. It's, it's hysterical. Uh, but yeah. We'll be on theme next time, Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Exciting. And then we've got a special treat for you guys after that, but we're not revealing it yet. Mm -mm. Do I know the special treat? No, I'm going to reveal it to you guys (gasps) off the clock. Wow. Ooh. So we've got that to look forward to. Yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Until next time. Don't be in Ewan McGregor. Don't be Ewan McGregor. And the suspense is killing us. Bye. 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 Bye.